0: Twenty fourth, so uh, that'll Delicious. be an amazing event. And we're uh, for the first time ever, King of Wings is going to be at Seven Mile Public Beach, same place Turkfest is. So, cool. it'll be awesome. Seven twenty one right now. Big news! I have some important news for you. Interesting news.
1: It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy.
0: K Man's top news headlines of the day from C M R. Good morning, Sandy. How are you?
2: Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. Good morning.
0: thank you. Thank
2: you. Yeah. yeah. The first two days I kept saying good morning, Blake. <laughs> yeah. I like, good morning. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> oh, we missed you. I missed yeah. you. How's it going?
2: <laughs> all good. All good. How was the weekend? You had a couple weeks off. Nice. Couple weeks
0: off, man. It's been a while since that's uh, that's happened. I just unplugged. It was amazing.
2: Family online or on island. Yeah. And yeah. Don't
0: I look refreshed? Look at look at me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> me
0: on camera. I'm, I'm glowing. I'm glowing. Yeah, I'm glowing. you
2: look you look about three months younger.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: thanks.
0: <laughs> What's up today?
2: So um, big news, COVID-19 regulations. Some changes are coming for the 30th. So just in a couple of days, mm-hmm. no more mask and no more PCR testing is probably the biggest thing. Some mask mandates, the mandate part is falling away. But I think people should still recognize that it is certainly up to um, the companies. So it's entirely possible that grocery stores might say, you know what, we wish to still keep it. Um, now, there's certain facilities like hospitals and so on that will still have the uh, mask mandate in place as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, pension holiday has also been extended through to September. So a couple, three more months on that one. So that will be welcome to use to a lot of people. Uh, there was a stabbing incident that happened on Thursday night, which we would not have been able to cover Friday morning um, at Seven Mile Shops. There's a bar there, I think, called The Bird. And I don't know. It looked like some patrons got into it. One guy lost an eye. and What? That's a bird? Sta- like out in the parking lot. Stabbed yeah. in the eye.
1: That's a bird?
2: Yeah. At yeah. At the HSA, we so, know that your time is a precious Refresh my website and get that background noise. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty, pretty <laughs> crazy. It's a pretty like low-key
0: crowd, typically.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You just never know.
3: Alcohol gets involved. and Who got exactly. stabbed in the eye? Do we know I don't who know. Got I hope there, that's eye. how old were
4: they
2: in.
0: Who, who got yeah. stabbed in the eye?
2: Um,
0: who, know, who have um, names?
2: We we, we wouldn't want to say quite yet. The police okay. haven't told us, but we kind of, I'll tell you all fair. Okay. It, it is very interesting. Mm. Um. So yes, a very, very crazy situation. They said that a man was brandishing a knife and stabbed the other two men. Uh, mm. So yes, he's lost sight in his eye permanently, which is like crazy. terrible. Dang. Really, really terrible. Over what? Um, And the other, we don't even know what the argument was about. Mm. Um, And the other person was stabbed, we understand, in the abdominal region. And the police have said that they're serious and life-changing injuries. So kind of crazy. Offreg also on Friday announced that they were fining Rubus for a 2019 Jackson Point terminal tank leak. And they got fined $225,000. Whoa. Okay. I know. That was in 2009?
0: Is that what you said?
2: 2019.
0: Oh, 2000. Well, why is it so why why for so so long, so long ago?
2: I would venture to guess they're probably gonna tell you they were carrying out some investigation. That it took all this time. I don't okay. really know. <laughs> but uh yeah. So that's that's quite a quite a fine. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess that's they're sending a very, very yeah. strong message. of course a, a leak could be um and the interesting. Sorry, <laughs> this thing keeps A <laughs> <out of> leak <line. laughs> can can Person. certainly
0: be. Um, HSA wants to be in on this.
2: Yeah. I know, right? I <laughs> know uh, they keep intruding, but yeah, no, a leak can obviously be deadly for sure. So it's not yeah. something you want to take too lightly. And remember in 2019, there was also a deadly boat crash that killed um, uh, uh, two persons and injured uh, several others. And so a lady who was involved in that incident, she's one of the victims, is suing to have the company restored. So Shamelia Wright is her name. Uh, It looks like the company, since the incident, essentially uh, got struck off of the company registrar. And so she's suing to have them reinstated so that she can actually sue them. Hmm sense yeah so, okay um yep it was struck off in 2021 normally it struck off for non payment and so her attorneys are saying that um it needs to be returned to the registrar uh so that she can be um compensated all righty then mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. so those are some of your headlines for this beautiful Monday morning
0: and it is you know I was just telling Eric we're going into a three day holiday weekend coming up
2: again Wow. Yes. Constitution Day. I feel like I hit the, the lotto every time we have a holiday weekend.
0: I this is the last
2: one for a couple months, right? July yeah. snuck
0: up on us. July kicks off Friday and we have Constitution Day next Monday.
2: Okay. Yeah. But then nothing again, I think, until like November or something.
0: I think it, it is always, a long stretch. Yeah,
3: this yeah, is weekend, a, yeah.
2: We get, we get like one month up until July. It's, it's, and then yeah, after that, you're like, whoa. Yeah, we had the Jubilee extra. So it kind of felt like we had a lot of. Yeah.
0: All right, catch Sandy's show right now on Bobo 89.1 FM, and we'll see you tomorrow on our show for more headlines. All right, take care.
2: Thanks. All right, a
0: segment with CMR brought to you. All
2: right, folks, so um, 9.27 and 27 seconds. Good morning to everybody. Let's send out reminders to everybody in the WhatsApp group to tell them to wake up. They don't want to miss today's show. Honey, child, go message your friends right now. Tell them Sandy's about to get hot and heated. Mm Mm-mm.
4: ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter.
2: Woo, honey child.
4: On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays caribbean connections and much more don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community just keep sipping your tea
2: what a mess
4: here's your host live and direct from the cayman islands sandy hill
2: Morning. It is Monday. Time to get up and at them. Yeah. Why not? Uh, good morning to everyone. I had to change my little headsets. I prefer these uh, minimal headsets, but I got to be honest, the ones that go over the air give you a much fuller, um, you hear a lot better with those. Uh, these, well, I'm only talking to myself, so I don't really need to hear a whole lot. But um, yeah, good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, the 27th of June, the last Monday in this month, weekend is coming up, and uh, and whole new month as well. So we got a lot to talk about this morning, folks. Um, want to get you guys in on the conversation as quickly as possible. So let us make sure that we say good morning to everyone. Let me see who we got here this morning. We got Miss Vernita, who came out of the barn first. She says, "Blessed, good morning, and give a helping hand to someone in need." Uh, today and God will bless you 10 times more you know what don't even do it because you think anybody's going to bless you just do it because it's the right and humane thing to do good morning to Robert what's going on my friend I haven't seen you in a minute so good to see you Olivia's here good morning Miss Daisy Buenos dias. KK says didn't it say it's up to the business we're going to talk about all that stuff in a minute don't worry we got your regulations here Diamond Princess good morning KK, uh, yep, we will get there in just a minute. Shall we get the hot topics out of the way first, like the really hot stuff? Alice, good morning. Good morning to Dan. So good to see you. Uh, Dan wants to talk about the new uh, protocols. John is here. Good morning to Scott. Probably got some sausage rolls and fresh donuts baking right now over there at Waffle Monkey. Scott, I got I got something funny to tell you. So by the way, please don't forget that on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. I forgot to start the online link. Oh, shoot. Oh God. Chuck is going to kill me. Oh, darn it. Chuck, are you there? Oh, oh my gosh. Mm -mm -mm. OMG. I'm just horrible. (laughs) This totally slipped me And Hello. I had all that time thinking, oh, everything's great this morning. Have a big red sign
5: that says,
2: oh, "Oh my gosh, how did I forget this morning?" All right, let's do it. But we'll, well, well <laughs> let's for the for the benefit of our listeners, let's just replay like we did, like you know, like we didn't mess up this morning. Hold on.
4: Sorrel, ginger beaver grass or English get it ready your morning tea just got hotter
2: Ooh, honey cha!
4: On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday rewind, impact Wednesdays, Caribbean connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea.
2: What a mess.
4: Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill.
2: Good morning and happy Monday. Only your online listeners will know why I'm chuckling. Bobo89.1, good morning to all of you. How are you guys doing this beautiful Monday morning? We're live from the Cool Heart Truth Studio and, and now Bobo89.1 as well. So, good morning to everyone. We were just saying our morning greetings to uh, Miss Vernita, Robert, Olivia, the beautiful Daisy, the beautiful KK is here, the lovely and beautiful Diamond Princess. We're gonna be talking about a lot of different things this morning, including the regulations as well as some other things. So Alice is joining us. Good morning to Alice. John is here, good Dan is here, and he wants to talk about the new regulations which we'll get into a little bit later on this morning. And good morning to Scott. I was actually saying that I'm sure that Scott has some uh, good um, donuts and um, sausage rolls in the oven freshly baked like every single day. And I had a little joke to tell Scott because this weekend we were passing by, I think it was on Saturday, running some errands. You know, we had a little bit of rain over the weekend, by the way. So my daughter and I were out on the road running a few errands. And she said, look, mom, it's Waffle Monkey, (laughs) like we were driving by. She's only been there, I want to say twice at the most, once to eat for sure. And I feel like she's only been there once to eat so far, but Scott She knows you. She knows Waffle Monkey. So I was like, (laughs) I chuckled when I heard her say, Mom, look, it's Waffle Monkey. You know, she's getting a little bit taller now, so she can look out the window and actually see what's going on. Good morning to Marshall. Good morning, Sue. How's everybody doing this beautiful morning? Let's all have some manners. All you logged on, say good morning, Miss Sandy. Or good morning, Miss CMR. Some people like to call me. I went to the gas station the other day, and this lady's like, Good morning, Miss CMR. Wee oui, wee. Oui, good morning. Masu is here. Aliano says, morning, I'm here. No tea, no honey, but I'm here. Well, I got my overnight oats. Does that count for anything? Y'all know how I love my overnight oats. So yesterday I went to the coffee shop Um, they're the cupboard that has them. And I had, I pre-called because something said, ah, oh, it's like late in the day. I doubt they're still going to have any breakfast items. Last I called and like, we have one left. And I said, I will take it. Save that one for me. I'll be there in half an hour. And she said to me when I got there, she said, you know, Miss Sandy, right before you got here, I just sold two. I was like, "Mm." I like to buy like two or three at a time. And then I don't have to worry about breakfast the next two or three days. So good morning to Natasha. How are you? God bless you too. Miss Emma's here. Miss Rita says, buenos dias. Feliz lunes. Lunes is uh, Monday. Domingo lunes. (laughs) I always have to. Replay the days of the week in Spanish in my head when I'm thinking about what day is today. Domingo, lunes, miércoles. You know. All right, Buenos dias, Miss Rita. Kathy is also here. She says good morning. Cream, I like that. Mm-hmm. Good morning to Melita. I'm having some nice ice water along with my overnight oats. What are you guys drinking? Who's got some hot tea? Well, I'm gonna spill the tea this morning. But as you guys know, most, most mornings I simply drink water but y'all y'all get your tea ready now because over the weekend we needed some tea and hennessy and everything else in the mix because what a hot weekend melita is good morning miss morna has got it locked uh you little brat (laughs) is this facebook name says good morning to all looking forward to a very informative show as usual well thank you so much your name is really funny actually (laughs) Jasara good morning Michelle has it locked Janetta is here Miss Sharon is here beautiful uh, Melinda says good morning happy Monday and of course Richard's got it locked um oh Richard said we saw your advertisement on Parker's racetrack video screen I think that um <clears throat> someone sent me that before and I don't actually know anything about it I think that's the guys over at DMS doing all that wonderful stuff for me so thank you DMS mm-hmm uh, beautiful, <clears throat> but I, I, did know cause I think a couple of weeks ago, somebody sent it to me as well. All right, folks. Um, in case your friends don't know that we're here every single morning, do tell them that the only morning show that they need to be logged into is uh, right here. The cold hard truth. Cause who doesn't want the truth? Well, I know when I asked that question, I don't even know who I'm trying to kid. Most people don't want the truth, but it don't matter. We can give it to you anyway. Janice. Good morning. Good morning to Miss Bonnie living at uh, listening. I'm living in East End, but listening from East End this morning. Beautiful morning, um, everyone. So let's dive right in. Hmm. Where do we begin? Like, I've got a whole list of topics here this morning that I really need to touch on. But let's start with um, the Petty Progressives. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to rename them for real to the Petty Progressives because they are just... Petty is their first name, not even their middle name, not even their last name. It is their first name. They just really need to do better. And I don't know what's up with them. But if you're watching um, CMR over the weekend, you will know that I had to, um, not really that I wanted to, because I was busy on Saturday. I had a lot going on, but I ended up having to address a bit of misinformation that was in circulation. Now, the reason why... I addressed it is because it sort of involved me indirectly. So let me back up, because I'm sure some of our online listeners may not have any idea uh, what I'm speaking about. So there started to um, go into circulation this video, and I, I saw it coming. You know how some people are just so incredibly predictable. Well, the petty progressives have proven themselves to be extremely predictable. Oh my God. They just can't get over the fact that they lost the election. It is just unbelievable. Anyway, um, that means that the bar is set pretty low for them uh, in terms of expectations. But uh, yeah, so I'll tell you how it all started. And this is why I'm like, you know what? I'm going to address this. On Friday morning during the show, Austin sent me a message. Good morning to Austin Harris. Are you listening this morning. Are you and the petty progressives listening? Love you like cooked food, Austin. But I gotta tell you the truth: when you roll in bed with the progressives, mm, 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 you are not your best self. I don't know. The scene where you flipped on the whole port situation, the, the birth cruise birthing, when you became a pack member, uh, progressives member, um, you know that they made you. They made you lose the election, Austin. I mean, you have yourself to blame ultimately because eh, when you get in bed with people, you can't blame just them. It's your decision, right? So on Friday morning during the show, um, Austin sent me this 18 second clip and boy, I tell you, they took three seconds of a video that was part of my show interview, right? So now I'm like, okay, I'm involved in this and I know what happened. So don't y'all be trying to use a clip from my show to tell a lie on the PAC government or on the premiere. And this is exactly what they did. So he was on the show for an hour and 32 minutes or something. And they literally take three seconds out of an hour and 30 something uh, minute show and decide to put a spin on that like nobody's business. So at uh, 7.56 on Friday morning, Austin sends me this message and he says, gas prices are the highest they've ever been. And your premiere has no idea. Just a tad out of touch, won't you say? And I just responded and said, on air. Like, you can't expect to send me a video and, and have me watch it and respond when I'm actually on air, right? So he's like, yep. So I knew exactly I'm like, uh, here goes the petty progressives and their propaganda machine. Petty progressives. Uh, we, we need to come up with a little slogan for them. Something propaganda machine. Like they're just, they're just disgusting. I can't even take it. So then they started circulating this video where they claim that, um, you know, the premier doesn't have a clue what gas prices are. Now, listen, you know, Aunt Lottie always used to say, tell the truth and shame the devil. Mm -mm -mm. You are never going to get in a situation with her if you simply tell the truth. She's going to still, you're still going to get in trouble. But you get like a little bit of consideration for being honest. I cannot stand a liar. What's the saying? Kill me with the truth instead of uh, whatever. With Kill me with the truth instead of, um, I don't know, hugging me up with a lie or I don't know what that quote is. Can't even remember now. But honestly, they need to learn a thing or two about just telling the truth. Why would you go out of your way? <laughs> I mean, I find it so peculiar. Why hurt me with the truth but don't comfort me with a lie? That's the quote. Why would you go out of your way to manufacture a situation. Listen, everybody screws up. Y'all waiting for the Pat government to screw up? Just hold your breath. It's only a matter of time. I mean, everybody screws up. They're going to misstep. They're going to missay something, just like the previous government, need I say? I mean, how many times were they sitting there talking foolishness about, um, uh, sorry, John, John, but you are the weakest link under that administration? Um, he wasn't saying, uh, what was he saying? He wasn't saying PCR tests. He was calling it um, CPR tests and all this kind of foolishness. You know, we were here listening and having a good little chuckle, but at no point did you see the the opposition taking the time to clip a video and make a whole situation out of it because nobody ain't got time for that. We were here trying to support the PAC government and saying, listen, these are COVID times and, uh, you know, we're all on board, including the opposition. The opposition didn't get in their way of doing what they needed to do at the time to try to help the people of the Cayman Islands. And unfortunately, the petty progressives just don't get it. So on Saturday, I had to do a video. It has over 7,000 views already on um, on our Facebook channel alone, right, where I had to address this. Because you don't lie in other people. That's not nice, progressives. And you don't use CMR to try to perpetrate a lie, because y'all know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna put up with that. So what was the lie? Let me have you listen, for the benefit of, of radio listeners who may not have heard it, to what I recorded on Saturday. Now I have extracted the song that had everybody in stitches, because this is radio. So we don't want to get in trouble with any radio listeners, and we might have a different, slightly different audience. You know, some older folks listening to the radio might not want to hear that real hard-hitting song. But if you if you like a good jingle and you're not too offended by one or two um, profane words, shall we say, go over to the Facebook channel and listen to the full thing. But here's what I had to say on it.
0: I electric car, and no, also I don't know what gas. Um, what the exact price of gas is, but I drive an electric car, and also I don't know what gas. Um, what the exact price of gas is, but I drive an electric car, and also I don't know what gas. Um, what the exact price of gas is, but
2: in another segment of keeping them honest, we have to address the progressives' government and their propaganda machine. So on Thursday evening, the premier. Premier Wayne, the Honourable Wayne Panton, came on his weekly Premier Access show. And on that show, he addressed the various community questions and queries, and of course, the um, concern about the rise in fuel cost, specifically as it relates to the CUC bill and the impact that it has on that, was brought up on the program. So that same day, strategically, give, give, give the devil his due, the progressives uh, released a statement to the Cayman Compass that the government needed to suspend all of the import duties on fuel. So we were asking the premier specifically about that. And he took about uh, what we have is about a 16 second clip And he in part responded, that's not the entire response. The propaganda machine of the progressives, led by a few interesting individuals who, eh, let's admit it, their time has passed and they're still trying to be relevant, have taken about three seconds out of a 16 second clip and repeated it over and over again. Because that's what you do when you tell a lie, by the way, right? The truth does not need a crutch to stand on. The truth can stand on its own. A lie you have to constantly repeat over and over again for people to try to believe it. So they took it three seconds, looped it over and over again, and they've been circulating it on social media on WhatsApp specifically because of course they have zero, zero, right? Uh, what would Chris Saunders call it? Testicular fortitude to stand behind their propaganda. Because hey, if you're gonna be bold enough to put a lie out there, stand behind it. But yeah, that wouldn't be them, no balls. So they're trying to push this narrative that the premier actually said he has no idea what the cost of fuel is because he drives an electric car. When in fact, that's not what he said. The second before that, he said the fuel duty is about 75 cents. I'm gonna let you guys listen to the 16 seconds. And he says that it's about $7 a gallon for gas, but he couldn't give you the exact amount. So he can't say if it's $6.97, $6.90, because he himself isn't having to fill up anymore because he's made the smart decision, I should say, to actually obtain an electric vehicle. So of course the spin doctors are already at it, doing their best to try to confuse the people of this country. And it was interesting because during the show, I saw some lady by the name of Jan Taylor. Oh, you're so lucky to have a, oh, you can afford an electric vehicle. Here's a man who has stood by his position from day one even when he was part of the progressives government, about sustainability and the need for each and every single one of us to start making smarter and better choices when it comes to the environment. Electric vehicles are not necessarily any more expensive than a non-electric vehicle, and it certainly depends on what it is that you're purchasing. So of course, her implication is, oh, well, not everybody can afford an electric vehicle. Actually, yes, everybody can afford an electric vehicle because 99.9% of you, go to the bank for a bank loan and you purchase vehicles. So you're not having to come up with little to nothing in order to get a vehicle. So you can afford to care about the environment. Now, whether you choose to or not is a whole other question, but we can all afford to either go with a hybrid vehicle. If we're in the market for new vehicle or go completely electric. So of course the rest of the progressives propaganda bandwagon have jumped on this. And I've now received it multiple times. I've decided to address this. I'm going to talk about it some more on Monday's show, but I don't have any expectations of them. So for me to even say that I'm disappointed, you know, Aunt Lottie used to say it best. You can't trust a liar. And they have, they have shown a level of desperation um, over the years, and in particular in the last year since they lost the election, that demonstrates exactly who they are. Their lack of integrity, their inability to tell the truth says more about them than anything else. Why would you not share the, second sec- the 16 seconds of this video to put it in full context? Why would you try to clip it down to three seconds and then loop it, loop it, loop it and try to put a spin on this? They don't seem to be too familiar with th- truth telling. And as you guys know, here on CMR and the Cold Hard Truth by extension, we really try to stand by the truth. And it is quite unfortunate that the progressives are trying to get some political mileage out of a situation like this, a situation that is very, very serious. Now, I would invite all of you to actually go and listen to the full show. It was an hour and a half. It was meant to be an hour. The premier stayed with us into overtime for an extra 30 plus minutes. And he had a lot to say about the initiatives that this government has taken, as well as the things that they have considered doing. So do not be fooled by the Spanish machete called the progressives. Do not be fooled by the duplicity of someone who would take three seconds out of a video to try and fool you, the people. Instead of focusing on the real issues that are happening in this country, they wanna win you, win you over with cheap, three-second sound bites, not real discourse, not real discussions, not relying on their track history of non-performance or performance. I mean, if they think they did something, bring it to the people, right? This is not the first time that we've been talking about fuel prices, folks. And it has happened in their tenure in the last 12 years. What did they do? What have they ever done during the summer months to alleviate the pressure on people. Now they can talk about suspending the fuel duty. Have they ever done that? They had 12 years in power. Have they ever said, even for three months, let's do the three highest months of the year, let's do a full suspension as they're now suggesting is such a brilliant Einstein of an idea, but yet they've never done it. They've never even suggested it before. The premier explained in real terms, why that suggestion is not the brightest and the best suggestion at all. And the biggest reason is the cost savings that you would realize would be pennies. (laughs) It's not significant. You all would still be cussing and carrying on. And then you've just taken away millions of dollars in revenue from the K-Miles government that they would have to source and find somewhere else. Do not fall for cheap tricks, right? They're a one trick pony and they're full of a lot of cheap tricks over there. And they keep doing it over and over again. Now I'm aware the government is trying to take the high road and folks, I'm not taking the high road and I'm not taking the low road. I'm taking the mall road and the mall road is all about the cold hard truth. And we're telling you like it is. If you don't like it, you just keep scrolling. You switch the dial. You simply don't have to listen but the truth remains what it is the truth and their lies remain what they are lies tune in monday morning folks we're certainly going to continue this conversation and so much more Mm -hmm.
0: it's 75 cents per gallon on on gas gasoline um so if if gas is i drive an electric car now so i don't know what gas um what the exact price of gas is but it's I think around $7. All
2: right, folks. So again, much ado about nothing, except that once this type of uh, propaganda is put out there and it keeps, I mean, you don't have, you have no idea how many people are sending it to me. Oh my God, did the premier actually said he doesn't have, he doesn't know the cost of gas. I'm like, did you listen to the show? That was my first question. No, okay. So you're you're coming to a conclusion about something when you didn't even listen to the show. And you didn't even listen to at least 16 seconds. There's much more to his response. Now, what we do know is this. The same uh, so let me let me thank the listeners who are giving me some good acronyms for the progressives this morning. Uh, one listener says that we should call them, hold on now, let me see what she said here, Uh, pathetic propaganda party. We should change it from PPM to Triple P. Another person says PPM, petty propaganda machine. Hmm. So we're all in the thick of this together. And I think As I said on Friday's show, when we were talking about foreclosures and mortgages, and I had so many people from the banking industry reach out to me since then, and even people who are not in the banking industry who said, Sandy, thank you so much for really putting in context um, the whole mortgage situation and what is happening to people, what has been happening to people forever as it relates to mortgages. The people just need the truth. If the truth is we need to hunker down because Lord knows We are going to be in this situation with the rest of the world for a minute. The G7 nations are going to be meeting here. um, I don't know if it's today. I heard in the news this morning. Let me tell you when they're meeting. Right? They have a summit that's coming up. And um, the whole purpose of them meeting is to talk about some of the things that are happening. So it's going to be taking place from yesterday to the 28th in Germany. Now, some of the leaders are actually joining via Zoom. And at the top of their list is, we are still being impacted by this whole Russian war situation, because despite us thinking maybe this was gonna be a short war, this has turned out to be a lot longer than anyone, including Russia, wanted it to be. And that has a fallout and fallout implications in all of us. So when the progressives, propaganda machine gets up and talks about how they have the solutions. Oh, the government should do this and the government should do that. What I automatically think is for the past 12 years, when you were actually in a position to do something, what did you do? Well, now let's talk about the truth now. And I'm going to show y'all a clip that we have not boiled down to three seconds. We've not doctored and repeated it to try and give you a certain perspective of what was said. This is the cold, hard truth. Listen to how the same Mr. Roy McTaggart answered the question about inflation and the rising costs because it was already on everybody's tongues during the election. So the date on this, hold on. Let me see where I put my date note. This was April the 6th of 2021, and this is the chamber debates. Listen to what the leader of the opposition said.
5: And that would bring also the cost of living down. Thank you, sir.
2: Mr. McTaggart.
6: Thank you, Shamari. I I really have to be honest with, with the viewing public and to everyone tonight. When it comes to the cost of living, in terms of the everyday things that we consume, there is very little that we can do about it. Simple reason is, and alluded to earlier, 80 to 90% of all that we consume in this country is imported and it comes at a cost. So when there is inflation in the country of the source of our imports, we import that inflation into the country as well. And we saw that effect over this past year and throughout the pandemic where prices spiked in the US and so prices here in terms of consumption goods um, spiked as well. But we've also seen, you know, a real return and and reduction in the the level of inflation and the cost of living as well, because prices have settled down and returned to a more normal level. Now, in terms of uh, cost of living, there are a few options that we have available to us, and these are things that we can control ourselves or influence ourselves. I look at the cost of health care and health insurance, Um, a lot of the cost there is being driven by people going overseas for medical care to where? Florida, the most expensive health care system in the world. If we were to make more use and full use of medical facilities at Health City and this new Asta Health Med City that is coming on board, we would see a very significant reduction in the cost of health care in this country. Closer to home as well, in terms of our utilities, there is a need, and one we can, way we can influence things in reduce costs is by having, you know, maybe solar programs for people's homes. Don't necessarily have to have 100%, but certainly have something that they, they you know, some power being provided by solar, which uh, I think would reduce the overall cost of things. But what's even more important is that we need to upskill and improve the earning potential of our citizens. And if we can do that then I think we can do more to help our people in terms of coping with the with the cost of living.
2: Thank you, sir. Dr. McPhew. All right, folks, that was his entire response. You guys heard the man he said, I need to be honest. Thank God, you know how to be honest some of the time. He says that we can't do anything. There's little that we can do. Why? Because everything pretty much that we make and we consume in this country is imported into the Cayman Islands. So the price isn't set by us. I had a conversation with a young man on um Sunday morning about the exact same thing. Sandy, this government needs to do something about gas. And I said, what? what do you think they can actually do about it? He's like, I don't know. Can't we force the gas stations to sell at a certain price? And I said, well, off monitors their markup. And I would venture to say, and I know people who are in the gas business, that the profit that you all think that they make on gas is nowhere near what they're making. You know what makes a gas station profitable? It isn't the fuel. It's the other stuff that they sell when you go in there and you have to buy a little thing, a dishwasher, and that's marked up like three times because you forgot to get it from the grocery store. And on a Sunday, you have no other choice. It's those goods that they make their profit margin on gas is minimal. So if the premier says, well, gee, depending on if it's Rubus, Esso, this location, that location, I can't tell you if refuel is selling it for six 59 and 30, you know, he said it's around $7 per gallon, which is in my opinion. A reasonable response in the circumstances. How many of you, you y'all talking about if he's filling up, he should know, okay. How many of you know what the price of gas is right this second? You don't know if they adjusted it overnight. And of course it depends on what gas station you go to as well. I can't tell you what the price of gas is right now. And I just filled up on, was it Friday? Because it might've fluctuated since Friday. It depends on which location you go to. Someone posted um, the price for refuel a couple days ago saying, oh, gosh, refuel is going up. If you go to refuel, you might have noticed that in that point in time. So let's just be fair here. Yes, the Premier is the leader of the country. Somebody's like, well, he's the leader. He should know everything. Really? I would venture to say that there's a lot that he doesn't know. And when he's on our show, in any event, he's willing to admit it. He's willing to say, you know, I can find out, I can get the information, I can request the information, but just to say that I'm going to be walking around with all these details in my head, probably not. He talked about the rate of inflation. He knew what that was. That's about to change again. They should be getting a new update in a couple months. So let's not engage in the pettiness. I know it's going to be hard for the progressives. But trust me, let's not do it. Okay, we're going to hold you accountable here. Keeping him honest. So Jonathan talks about the vehicle that the Premier is actually being driven around in. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jonathan. Because Jonathan says, you know, he's being escorted as they all have been since we changed over to calling them premieres. And was it even before then was the lead of government business being driven around? I can't remember. It's no longer a black Tahoe at all. So Jonathan, you seems like you're not in the know this morning. How do you know that it hasn't been changed for the past eight years? It's not a black Tahoe at all. It's actually, as KK says, a Range Rover. Talk to the progressives about that because now you're complaining it's a gas guzzler. But here's the irony of the situation. The premier has made the sacrifice to purchase an electric vehicle. And you guys want to know the truth? He shows up to a lot of events with his driver. I don't think he actually makes him drive, though. I think somebody, can somebody speak to the the premier about this? Because he got it backwards. He drives the driver and the driver doesn't drive him. He does it all the time. And I think it's like the funniest thing, but the driver just tags along. He's like, all right. I need to get paid. So I'm supposed to be driving, but the premier wants to drive himself. Even when it's a, you know, remember when we went around um, last, was that last year during, um, what was that storm called again? That was really, really naughty. Grace. She wasn't very graceful. Uh, Post grace, the premier was driving around in his truck, checking out his constituents. And the driver was in the passenger seat. And I'm like, what the heck is this? The driver said, listen, the premier likes to drive himself. You know, but I need to show up and be on duty. So I'm, I'm here for it. So um he has an electric vehicle. Yes, he does. Which every time he drives that, listen, listen, Jonathan. I, I need you to pay attention to an official government event. That is less money that government <clears throat> is actually spending on that. Range Rover. Cause yes, that is a gas guzzler. Kaboom! Y'all see how the truth is just amazing. Can we get a hallelujah up in here?
7: Praise the Lord. Mm,
2: mm, mm. Imagine a premier who cares enough about the environment and his carbon footprint. That yes, he went out there and got an electric vehicle. But all of you small-minded people, oh, he can afford an electric vehicle. You're not thinking about what he also does. He also drives that electric vehicle to a lot of government events, although I'm sure the protocol office doesn't like it because they're like, that's not how it's supposed to be done, but he does it anyway. And by extension, he's not having to have government fill up that Range Rover and spend that extra money. And the premier has also mentioned that at some point, all of those government vehicles should be switched out to either hybrid vehicles or electric vehicles. Y'all just love to complain too damn much. And I'm going to talk about that some more here with one of my other topics. The level of just negativity in this community, sometimes y'all need to tune it down a little bit. Cavemen and women, Caymanians against virtually everything. Yes. There's a benefit to him actually having his own vehicle that is an electric vehicle, but he actually uses it to attend government functions. I actually saw him on Saturday. So let me talk about Saturday. Now y'all know today's Monday, right? So on Monday, this show is called Monday Rewind. Now, if you're new to the cold hard truth, we have different themes. So allow me to remind you about Mondays.
8: for Monday Rewind. (laughs) The Cold Heart Troops Monday Rewind show recaps the weekend's news and events so you don't miss a beat. Don't miss out. All the weekend's source news gossip and well, it wouldn't be a weekend recap show without traffic accidents too. Cayman Marl Road is Cayman's number one news source and has the island's hottest morning talk show. It's the hottest. Make sure you don't miss a beat with Monday Rewind. Tune in every Monday from 7.30 a.m. on both YouTube and Facebook.
2: Welcome back. So Monday Rewind, <laughs> somebody just sent me something. Y'all going to find this funny. Uh, by the way, one of our listeners, big shout out to our seniors and this person's also a seaman. Yesterday was International Seafarers Day. So thank you to all of the working seamen in this country who sacrificed, um, you know, a lot of their lives in order to support Their families and by extension support this country. Big shout out to them because let me tell you something. um, They are an amazing part of our history. So this seaman, retired, I think he must be up in his 90s, but boy, he's on it. Every morning he's listening. He knows what's going on. He says, when most of us need gas, we simply drive up to the pump and say, fill her up or $25, please, without even checking on the price per gallon. When we need gas, we need gas. So he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. That's the cold hard truth right there, and it's true. To be honest, sometimes I purposely don't even look at the guy, the the thing per gallon, because what am I gonna do? I still need to fill up my car, <laughs> so you know I might like not have lunch that day or whatever. But uh, if I need to get from point A to point B, there's only two ways to do it. It's called gas. I need to get me one of them electric vehicles too. And y'all stop hating on people who actually care and are trying to do something for the environment, because you know what? The same way you go and get a bank loan for any other kind of car, you, will, you can get a bank loan for an electric vehicle. And I understand that even Kia's now and Hyundai's, considered the lower end economical vehicles, all are now available um, in hybrid or electric because everybody knows that's going to be the future of vehicles. Now I stand corrected this morning. Here I am talking about the premier's driver, and forgive me because I cannot recall his name right now. But look at him—an <laughs> electric vehicle. And you guys want to know the truth? He shows up to a lot of events with his driver. I don't think she makes him drive. Oh, <laughs> think somebody send a figure to the go there. <laughs> oh my God! They're listening to Bobo this morning in traffic, like the rest of you being tortured. And there he is, he's actually driving. <laughs> I just know that a lot of times the Premier just drives himself. But anyway, big shout out to the Premier's driver this morning, what a good man. Um, Remind me, we got a Mr. Norman, yes, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Um, yes, so listen, Mr. Norman is, he's so funny. He just, he just, he's just there silently. I'm sure he sees and hears enough and he's just like, y'all need to do better. So you want to hear more cave men and cave women? Philip says total desperation on the part of the PPM. For some reason, they still believe that their old style of gutter politics still works on us. I don't know who is advising them. <laughs> Let me sip my water at this point in time. Um, But they're certainly not going to gain any new members by continuing this type of behavior. Mm -hmm. They can barely hold on to a lot of the old ones. They've already jumped ship. It isn't necessary. This is my point, Philip. Honestly, if you have something constructive to say, you don't have to be duplicitous. You don't have to make stuff up. Just share what it is. The people will listen to you. But you see, they're like a broken record. They have nothing new. They didn't do it themselves, even when they had the opportunity. And it is so easy. Speaking of driving, y'all know what a backseat driver is? It is so easy to be a backseat back driver. You know, when you sit in the backseat and you can roll back and relax and all you're doing is complaining about, oh, look at that. You're about to hit that dog. Watch out for the cat. And, and the person's actually driving is like, yo, shut up. <laughs> and the front seat, I can see what you can't see. I have access to all the mirrors. My hands are on the steering wheel. You do not need to be a backseat driver. And I feel like at this time, that's what the progressives is doing best. They are being a backstreet driver. Now y'all know straight up, if the PAC government does wrong, we're gonna call them out in their ish. Hmm? And speaking of liars, Mr. Kenneth Bryan, you and I gotta sit down and have a conversation because I do not like what I saw trending on you this weekend. Two things, of course, the, the the video he did on the mortgage situation went over like a ton of bricks. Everybody's like, oh, Jesus. Kenneth, the crocodile tears. And I, I'm not saying that they're crocodile tears. I'm saying what y'all were saying. <laughs> uh, nobody appreciated it. Everybody felt like it wasn't genuine. And then y'all started trolling and memeing the poor minister, which I'm not going to say that I agree with that, but I am going to tell you it is kind of funny. Cause y'all be trolling everybody. Y'all trolls me too. And I'm all right. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Y'all love to make a meme. Did y'all see this meme about the poor minister? I was just like, y'all did not just do this to the minister. Whose brilliant idea was this? Right? Look at, look at this. This is a picture of the premier y'all, um, of the minister crying and says, when Kenneth realizes that his bank, has increased his mortgage payments too. And cries in Spanish. I don't get the cries in Spanish part. What is that about? (laughs) I don't don't know what that means. Um, Is that some kind of inside joke? But y'all are dead wrong for this. But sometimes you're dead wrong and it's still funny. So that went over like a ton of bricks. And I mean, it is what it is. Everybody has a right to interpret uh, a situation. But... When the minister tells the compass, as I saw, he dismisses claims of alleged conflict with, with the CMO. And he says, my relationship with her is fine. Mm-mm-mm. please. Either two things is going on, are on here. Either Kenneth is completely oblivious to the fact that his relationship with her is not fine. And I doubt that that's the case because this woman who is a professional, who has served her entire professional career all over the place, from Africa to the UK to all over. If this woman walks out of a room and has to go to the governor to complain about you, you can rest assured that your relationship with her is not fine. Maybe you need to have a conversation with her and have a coming to Jesus moment where you say, "Um, Dr. Newton, is our relationship fine? And she's gonna tell you no. She's going to say you're rude, you're pompous. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And quite frankly, you've insulted me. Now, y'all think this is a joke. Civil servants are paying attention. And they are messaging me and they're not happy about the situation. Not just that. This is what a civil servant said to me over the weekend. I'm trying to figure out how they not suspend him or John John. Mm-hmm. This is after they send me the compass thing. After how they treated that poor CMO, the woman made a complaint to the governor, shaking my head. Poor precedent that needs all civil ser- that means all civil servants are subject to this verbal abuse. I pray for them and me that I'm never on the receiving end of the abuse because trust me, she is a George Towner, a civil servant, and you're not going to roll up on her like that because she'll knock you the hell out and walk off of that civil servant job that she's been on for 30-something years, and y'all going to still have to end up paying her out. Hmm. Anyway, she continues. She says, shaking my head, it's concerning. Civil servants are scared. As time passes and their confidence grows, their behavior will get worse. Well, Lord Jehovah, don't go and run over to the compass and tell them that there's no conflict and everything's fine. That is not the definition of a fine relationship. Minister, I like you. But there's a couple things happening that just don't make no sense. I believe Dr. Newton's off to a conference at the moment. When she comes back, invite her for a cup of tea, some Milo, and you make it and have a serious conversation with this woman because both you and John John need to apologize to her. It's not fine. In a professional setting, there's certain ways that you do not talk to people and you don't chalk it up to... Oh, I wouldn't say there's a, there was a clash. I think there was a challenge to the direction of the regs. No, honey child, you can challenge someone without making them feel less than and without questioning their professional credentials, especially when neither of you have any. John, John, I hope you're listening to me this morning. Now, you know me and you, we've had our issues in the past. Where i have also questioned your credentials. Hmm? You all are ministers. Being a minister, right, of health, for example, doesn't mean that you're an expert. That's why you hire the experts and why you listen to them as civil servants. I hate to tell you all this, but know your place. You've not gone to medical school. You're not an infectious disease expert. What you know about COVID depends on what you've been reading and what the medical experts have been telling you. So don't be rolled up on people talking about you're challenging them. If you have legitimate questions, you ask your legitimate questions. And you do so in a respectful manner. That's where this has all fallen apart. The level of respect that was due to her and any civil servant was not given. It's not about challenging her. It's about how you do it. And you guys did it in a disrespectful manner. And then to put this narrative out there with the no news compass, who's always a day short and a dollar, what is it, a dollar short and a day late about, Oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Nothing happened. You're either lying and you know how we feel about liars. or you are completely disconnected with the truth? And I'm not even sure which is worse <laughs> because if you're disconnected with the truth, we got a real problem. She has had all sorts of, I'm sure people challenge the medicine and so forth, the advice. But you don't challenge her and her credentials. You don't call that into question. And if there's any doubt about what I said being true, I can assure you that it would not have been published if it was 100% spot on. In fact, I won't be calling any names, but someone who is very, very connected to the situation saw me recently just late last week, and they said, wow, Sandra, I do not know where you got your information from, but rest assured, it was spot on about the Dr. Newton situation. They said, damn, your sources are good. And I'm like, I know. And I called the minister in advance of publication and he played it down with me. He said, nothing happened. And I said, okay, well, if that's gonna be your narrative, then it is what it is. But when you lie about something that we've published and that's making us look like we're the ones who are lying or we've got misinformation, mm, 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 mm. Where, where's my next button on that? That's not gonna work. That, that's, that's not gonna work out too good for you. Miss Moya, so it's everybody and their granny knows that it's a lot cheaper to live in 1880 than it is in 2022. Every year the cost of living will increase. Cayman has to import 90, 99, sorry, 98% of everything needed to sustain the islands. So we'll always be at the mercy of inflation. Any educated person knows this. So your statement is like saying, you know, the sky is blue. I think she's re- referring to Jonathan. <laughs> Magdalene says, good question. Um, I don't fill up, but I don't know it has been filled up. So I just pay. <laughs> so in other words, how many of you really know the price of gas in this moment? Woo! Debbie says, Sandy's taking us to church this morning. Can I get an amen? Yes, honey, chow. Good morning, Leslie. She says, bring it, Sandy. Flashpoint is here. Uh, Flashpoint says, what's wrong with the government buying the electric vehicle from the Premier and driving him around in that vehicle? Well, I think government at some point will be changing out. When, it, when it's time to change out those vehicles, they'll definitely be going electric. But hello. That'd be something else. The cavemen and women will be complaining about "Oh, government gone and changed vehicles right now and the rest of us can't buy food. Some of y'all just love to complain. Oh, my God. Miss Barbara says, Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Sandy, for all the information and truthful comments. You're most welcome. Malita having a good laugh. Philip is also asking, does Jonathan or anybody else know the exact cost of gas today? Does it vary by gas station? It does. I don't even know when they changed the prices, Joe. So um, y'all are, are, are just being negative dances. Speaking of negativity. So on uh, Saturday, I went to this event by, um, oh gosh. Hold on now. James Whitaker's um, solar company. Oh Lord, have mercy. What's the name of the company again? I should know this. Hold on. Let me pull up the little flyer here. This is um, Green Tech Energy. So they do solar panels. Big shout out to Green Tech. And they actually partnered with Cayman National Bank. They said that Republic, who now owns Cayman National Bank, stepped forward and said, we want to do this. We want people to have the opportunity, if they wish, to get solar panels at an affordable price from Green Tech. But they don't have to worry about the financing. 100% financing, zero down. They have three different package options. By the way, open invitation to CNB to come and talk about all the details of this. I think this is a great initiative. And straight out of the barn, there was a negative Nancy sitting in the audience. Oh, I'm only going to save that? Well, gee, that's hardly worth the investment, is it? I was like, Jesus, Lord have mercy. Y'all are just ridiculous. I'm like, really? What, what is wrong with you? And then the comments on social media. Mm-mm-mm. I saw one here from a guy. Um. Oh, God, I can't remember his name now. Hold on. He was like, oh, Calvin, Christian, poor Calvin. He's a top fan. Thanks for being a top fan, Calvin. But some of the stuff that you were saying the other day had me scratching my head oh well y'all can get solar what about your bush tree what about your coconut tree i'm like are you kidding me right now
5: you're worried about a tree all right
2: somebody gives you a solution you all custom going on You custom see so you see when you don't even understand that they don't mark up fuel it's just a pass-through cost right you're cussing the fuel companies. You're cussing the gas station. You're cussing the, the pack government. Somebody says, and the premier was there saying, this is a great initiative. This is a great solution. The people of the Cayman Islands should be jumping on this opportunity. Go solar if you can. This is the way forward. It's more sustainable. We need to get away from fuel, um, fuel fossil fuels. And what do y'all start talking about? Look at this comment. This is, this is what I'm like, you know. I'm beginning to wonder how much y'all can really be helped. Before everyone gets all excited about this program, do some research about maintenance, repairs, replacement, and of course, insurance for weather damage. Oh, and think about the nice breadfruit tree that might block the sun from your solar panels. It would be a sin if you had to cut it down, just saying, Are you kidding me? Really? Allow me to enlighten some of you about the solar process because I've actually been through it. Somehow I think Calvin is making these comments and he don't really have a clue. I know he doesn't. And he's not been through the process. Okay. Let's let's make it very, very clear. Step number one, you're interested in solar. By the way, if you were there on on Saturday and you signed up, you're going to get um, Green Tech is going to give you a thousand dollars off of your total cost for your insulation. Isn't that fantastic? Another way to save, CNB is going to handle the money part for you. Big shout out to John Lewis and the team from Cayman National Bank. So, they've come up with a solution, and here you are talking about your breadfruit tree. Well, they will come out, there's a lot involved by the way, in getting solar installed. They don't just come and slap up some solar panels and say, there you go. It is very, very involved. They come and do an assessment. They do a structural engineering assessment. They have those experts come out.
5: They look at your roof. The pitch of the roof. In relation to everything, where
2: are you going to maximize your sun exposure? Where are you going to minimize anything like the breadfruit tree being in the way? Y'all need to stop engaging in negativity just because you ain't got nothing else to say. This was a wholly useless comment as far as I'm concerned. But there's going to be somebody out there who's going to read that and go, Oh God, I got to worry about my breadfruit tree, my mango tree, my this tree, my that tree. Really? No, you don't. And dare I say, not that I'm an advocate of cutting down trees, but if your entire roof is being covered by trees, you probably have more of an insurance risk for those damn trees than anything else. Y'all saw what happened during Grace? A couple of those trees fell right on top of your roof. Hmm. So talk about the insurance liability from that. The insurance companies soon start coming around, looking at your yard to see what trees you have that are a risk for your home. That'll increase your insurance rate. The second you put solar panels on your house, folks, your savings are immediate. The first bill that we had, and we've had it for years now, after unso- installing our solar panels, our bill went down to, I think it was about $68. And then the following month, we started going into a credit. We're o us, a rolling credit, and we didn't have to pay a bill. And you're talking about a bread food tree? Are you serious? Now, I can't speak about anybody else's solar panels, but I know that Green Tech theirs are insured, manufacture warranty for 25 years. And that includes any issues with the panel. So what are you talking about? Maintenance. You just increase the value, should I also point out, of your home by putting solar panels on. Have you thought about that? There's so many positives. And y'all are just nitpicking at minuscule little things to try and make people, well, I don't know if you really want to consider solar panels, you know. Do some research. Yes, I agree, Calvin, that you should do some research because you yourself need to do some research. Why would you put these comments out there when you haven't done the research yourself? Everybody should do research. Just make sure that the source of your information is something you can rely on. Sure, I can't take the constant complaining. Mm -mm. Where's my hot mess button? What a hot mess, folks. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. Shalette says, um, Dean, good morning. Electric vehicles are better for the environment, but are they really cost effective than gas here in Kmart with current electric rate prices? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> KK, you're so crazy. Um, KK says uh, stop putting on a trust in people. He's crying wolf and knowing it wasn't real at all. Stop looking fame. I'm sure he won't get this mess, but Bernie did. Uh, get suspended, but Bernie did, and, and Sandy for governor. No, child, I don't want no such position because all y'all do is sit down complaining all day and I wouldn't be able to tell you the cold hard truth. The governor filters his comments. I know he'd be sitting there sipping his tea. This is this is what I imagine happens with the governor, right? Here was his little teacup. Here's his little tea. Sipping his little English breakfast tea. Oh, my God, darling. <sighs> These Caymanian people, you just can't keep them happy. No matter what we do, they're just always complaining. They're just so negative all the time. Ugh. But he puts on a good face and he's not going to tell you all that, but sometime y'all need to call hard truth. Amaria uh, says, hell no. Invite me to a cup of tea, Sandy. You guys do not know the full story and exactly what happened. Come on, man. What full story? What are we talking about, Omeria? Um... Jonathan says anybody with a tight budget will definitely know the price of gas. Jonathan, what's the price of gas this morning at the Rubis in Savannah? Anybody out by the Rubis in Savannah that can tell us? Because Jonathan seems to think he's going to know the price of gas all over. Kara says it's six seventy five at Rubis and six ninety four at Esso. Is that uh, regular, premium, diesel? What is it? Kathy, good morning. Kathy says imagine if the CMO. Um, of this island felt that way about being asked about her agenda and can run to the deputy governor and we little civil servants go through a lot worse, forced to work on the front line when your department knows you're high risk, but then pushed to medical board you. France Manderson just tagging you to inform you of the world-class civil servants management that we're having to deal with. Please, I'm not the only one either. We have no one looking out for us, period. And let me say this, Kathy. That may be entirely true, but at the same time, you can imagine how you would feel if an elected member rolled up in you, in your job, and was trying to tell you at the cashier at um, CBC that you didn't know how to calculate duty and you don't have the qualifications to do the math and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think the whole point here is that, elected officials have to be very, very careful how they come across to um, civil servants and if they're being disrespectful to them. Because if he can do it to her, he'll definitely do it to you and anybody else. And that's the problem. All right, Jonathan, I think you belabored that point more than enough. He knows the, the price of gas. Would you like a cookie, Jonathan? Can I get you something for that? You want a, you want a gift certificate? You want some donuts? Because I think you're going to need some. Leslie says, No, we just know that we can't afford as much as we used to. It's definitely not about knowing the price. You can drive past the gas station in the morning. By evening, it's changed. Just let this narrative go. Exactly. Jonathan, you got a problem letting stuff go. I've noticed that about you, you know. Tisk, tisk. Uh, Roni good morning oh by the way big shout out to some friends in the Philippines Michael I saw your comment where did it go yes Michael Ventura listening from the Philippines he says shout out to Freeman and Gilbert from the Philippines good morning people all over the world are listening Roni says good morning Sandy keep preaching the truth and make them know nothing but the truth will be accepted hallelujah Um, Leslie says, change panels when you have to change your roof. So listen, there's an entire process. I'm telling y'all, it's not as simple as that. In fact, I am thankful that I decided to get solar for more reasons than one. But as it turns out, although this was a quote unquote, new build, we didn't build it, but we bought it and no one else had ever lived in it, in it before. We didn't have enough hurricane straps on that roof. And when you add the load of panels, you're adding weight to the roof. So Structurally, that's why they bring in the structural engineers. They need to make sure that your roof can handle it. This is one of the things I told you guys when the government was contemplating, you know, how to take five million dollars and help the people of the Cayman Islands going the solar route, where you only help a small percentage of the CUC users, and even of them who who qualifies, whose roof is okay. It's a lot that is involved, and this is a six to nine month process. It doesn't happen overnight. But the integrity of your roof is very important because you don't want the first little storm to come and your panels go flying off. That's for sure. That's why you get people who know what they're doing when it comes to solar panels. And they would ensure that your roof is structurally sound and that when they install the panels, they do it in such a way that, listen, listen, If your panels are going, that means that you're in a storm with an entire roof going. (laughs) And that's going to be another hurricane, Ivan, and you're not going to have to worry too much about solar panels. You'll be getting free sun from the open roof. Believe me you. Good morning, Miss Faith. Says, love this show. I appreciate it. Uh, Leslie says, you already know that we have people who will find a problem with a solution. (laughs) Yes. And that's all some people do. Progressives. That's all some of y'all do. Everything is a problem. You yourself had no solutions. You didn't do any of those things. You guys heard during the chamber debate, April the 6th, 2021. Oh, you know, we should be looking at solar. When have you ever seen the progressives government get up on any platform and say, yes, I'm here to support green tech and CNB getting together or this one and that one, let's do solar. They don't care. Y'all need to stop seeing the foolishness and you yourselves need to stop being so negative. Jonathan says he needs a joint this morning, but he'll take the cookie later. That's your problem. You know, I think you've been smoking a little bit too much. You know, there's a lot of research actually that's coming out about smoke and marijuana and it's not good research. Y'all keep talking about how much you love it. And it has so many benefits, but y'all not speaking the truth on it. Mm -mm. A lot of it's saying it's making y'all paranoid, making you crazy. Mm -hmm. That's a conversation for another day because Jonathan can get all upset about that conversation. Oh, and I hear Jonathan, he can, he gonna try to flip the switch on me. He says, it's amazing how you only find the negative things about it too. I'm talking about the most recent research, honey child. And if the most recent research is, um, is, you know, it is what it is, then I don't know how you're blaming me for that. We're all for the medicinal stuff. Let's be very clear. Oh, look at this one. According to Times, economics of legal weed don't work. Oh, now you're going to claim that I'm being negative, but I'm just having a look at the news as it relates to marijuana. And I swear to you, five days ago, this has just come up in the news feed, but I know he's not going to want to hear that, child. He's going to be like, oh, this can't be for real. Yeah, y'all be talking about there's money to be made in it. Well, according to them, 10 years ago, Colorado became the first state in the U.S. to fully legalize the recreational use, blah, blah, blah. Turns out even from a money perspective, it ain't working. Jonathan, I'm going to give you this link and you go read it for yourself. That's all I'm going to say this morning about that. Folks, let us keep it moving this beautiful Monday morning. Can I get a hallelujah up in the house? Yes. All right, COVID regulations, let's go there. Um, so on Friday, we got word that, um, the, (laughs) oh my gosh, government, we we knew it was coming down the pipeline. It was just a question of when, because obviously the current regulations expire in the 30th. So we got word that the government, um, had dropped some new regulations, but the way in which we got it left a lot to be desired. Uh, GIS, not trying to be negative, but can I encourage you all to please get it together?
5: And I, I, like, honestly, uh, I wasn't impressed with the announcement and this
2: is how the announcement went. We got an email that said, um, hold on, let me not, let me not say anything. I don't want to misspeak on this. It said, Dear Editors, please find below. And then it provided a link to all of the regulations. That was it. I thought to myself, who sends out notification of a change in the regulations like this? It's actually never been done like this before, which makes me wonder who over at GIS is slacking off even more than usual. So what this left us to have to do as quote unquote editors is that we then had to go and read through the regulations and remembered what what, what it was and what has been changed. And listen, I'm gonna be quite frank with you. After a while, you even don't even remember what the current regulations are. They're all over your head. So whenever somebody messages me, Miss Sandy, do I have to be vaccinated to come in? I'm like, oh, Lord, let me try and remember now. How does this go again? I can't remember. Sometimes I have to go back and refresh my own memory, and we're living in it. Because sometimes it depends on who you are. Right? Mm -mm -mm. So uh, sending it out in this manner was really, really quite poor. And the second I received it, this is what it looked like. The second I received it, I was like, huh? So you're just sending us the links because you think this is helpful? Not even a little summary, like these are the changes, like nothing. It's like, here you go. Go read it and figure it out for yourself. I was like, Jesus Christ. (sighs) But some people, boy, they get the big time jobs up in government. I'm just saying. So anyway, um, (laughs) In summary form, there have been some changes and some of you will be welcoming these changes without a doubt. I'm going to open up, hold on now. I'm gonna get the regs open here. And there's different ones as you can see that were sent out. And so again, the expectation is that you must go through all these and figure it out for yourself. Okay. Control of COVID-19, travel number three, regulations 2021. And you're, you know, you go through all these different sections. Um, What's a ticketable offense, service and payment. The bottom line is this. I know y'all not going to read this. I don't have to ask. If you want the links, we can provide you with the links. But I feel confident in saying that very few of you will be reading any of this and care to even do so. Here's the bottom line. Mask mandates have now become optional. It's no longer mandated. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that the government isn't saying, with a few exceptions, and there are some exceptions, folks. So as always, make sure you read the fine print. Don't be rolling up in the hospital. And talk about, well, the Cayman Islands government said I can walk around without a mask. I suggest you still walk with your mask. Because the regulations, when it comes to the mask wearing part, does not apply to like hospitals, um, nursing homes, and so on. So those places, it is still mandated. But that probably makes a whole lot of sense, I would hope.
5: To most of you, trying to see if it's in this one. Uh, it's not
2: in this one. Oh Lord! I told you they just sent these links, so you had to go through every single one of them. They also included the national pension, which we knew that that was going to be um, that that was going to be changed as well to extend pension the pension holiday for a bit longer. So they repealed and substitution of regulation seven as it relates to the wearing of masks, except if you are in a healthcare facility, residential home care facility, a prison or place of detention, or such other place as may be specified by notice by the medical officer of health. So there's some exceptions built in. And it also goes on, and this is very important, section subsection two it says subject to paragraph three where the owner operator of a public space specified in paragraphs one a to d requires a person to wear a mask or cloth face covering the person shall comply with the requirement and a person who refuses to do so shall be refused entry to or permission to remain in that public space. That gives them, like I said, you can't go to the hospital and refuse to wear your mask because they're going to tell you to get out. hmm It goes on to say that the owner or operator of a public space specified in paragraphs 1A to 3D. 1A, so you always have to go back. So it's 7-1-A, this is this bit here, Um, shall not require a person to wear a mask or or cloth face covering where the person is sitting without talking or the person is eating at the person's desk or at the person's place of employment, or The person is a customer who's at a restaurant or bar and is sitting at a table or counter at the restaurant or bar. Y'all can see how these things get confusing. And that's why GIS, when you send it out, just, just do a little bullet point snippet. All that means is folks, say I'm in the cafeteria at the HSA, and this is common sense really. I have to remove my mask
5: to be able to eat. Right?
2: Number four, subject to paragraph five, which we haven't gotten to yet, a person may wear a mask or cloth face covering at a public place specified in paragraphs A to D at any time, even when the owner operator of the respective public place does not require the wearing of a mask or cloth. So in other words, it's no longer mandated, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop. If you have, and I would highly recommend this, If you have um, certain conditions or you, you know, very scared about getting COVID or whatever, the masks have been shown to protect you. And you want to take advantage of that protection. So no one can stop you from wearing a mask if you want to wear a mask. And that's basically what the regulations are saying. Okay. So they can, in those facilities, they can mandate it. few exceptions. But even if it's not mandated, folks, you can still have that personal choice. Now, I also need to be very, very clear that the owner or operator of respective public places can still say it's going to continue to be worn in my business. Because although you might see things like the grocery store and public buses and other spaces as public spaces, the operators and owners still have the ability to put certain rules in place. And I don't know what the grocery stores are going to do yet, but I would not be surprised if they continue to tell people, you know, most of them have a permanent signs now because they can see COVID wasn't going anywhere. And it is in your best interest for the half an hour that you go to the grocery store that you put on your mask. You're in close contact with people. Most, most grocery stores, it's not really six feet, especially if you go on a Saturday. There's a lot of people in there. You're breathing the same air and you're pushing out germified air covid germs and other things. So, you know, wear your mask. I don't I don't have any attention. Listen, I've stocked up on so many masks. Praise the Lord for Amazon. <laughs> I've got a whole container full of masks, and they're disposable. So I wear them for a couple of days and then I throw it out because even the mask gets germs on it. So some of the other um, major changes is no more testing, pre-arrival testing when you're coming into the Cayman Islands. You do not have to um, test. Now you still have to be vaccinated, which, you know, if you're traveling to the US, for example, you still have to be vaccinated anyway, right? So pre-arrival COVID-19 testing has been removed. No more uh, PCR testing. Unvaccinated Caymanians and legal and ordinarily resident people no longer have to quarantine. So what this means, I, I think you all got to be clear now. When it says unvaccinated Caymanians and legal and ordinarily resident, if you're coming in on a work permit, for example, and I'm, I'm no lawyer here, I just have a law degree. So I am I'm open to correction but this is my understanding of exactly uh, what this means is that if you're coming in on a work permit, you are not yet um, an ordinarily resident person, right? You just landed. So you will still have to quarantine if you're coming from like specific countries and so on. So make sure you guys check that out. If you're coming into the island and a work permit, make sure you know specifically what you're supposed to do. Because you're not a Caymanian. Otherwise, you would need a work permit. And you're not yet considered legal and ordinarily resident. One other note, the mask mandate also applies to airplanes, boats, business establishments, now discretionary. Um... I got to tell you the truth. I would not be comfortable on a full communityways Airways flight without a mask. Because y'all still picking up COVID when you go overseas. Your chances of getting it whilst traveling is exponentially higher. Because you're in high density areas with no social distancing. Planes, airports, the security line at the airport. Everybody's packed in like a sardine. Right? The air is full of germs. I wonder if Miami International Airport is going to do anything about their filtration and ventilation system. So, um, good people, these are some of the major announcements that were made by way of this. Persons quarantined locally no longer are required to subject themselves to an exit test as long as they are asymptomatic. or not showing any signs of flu-like symptoms. And that's kind of relying on you to be honest. Mm. You all know about how that works. This is the honor system. If you're asymptomatic, don't be running out there doing whatever you want, because chances are you probably got something. mm mm-hmm. Mm-mm. that's coming up next um we're gonna talk about the Kimpton hotel next, so y'all stay tuned Mm-mm-mm. what a mess I tell you Lord some days you kind of feel like you need a little extra dose of prayers and today is definitely one of those days mm mm. All right. Um, This person is asking when is that conversation coming up? Oh, yes. Kevin is reminding me about the news. Chow. Another person says you just can't please some people. Okay, so we have another situation brewing this morning about some rescue uh, in
5: Cayman Brack.
3: All right.
2: Okay, good folks. Thank you so much. Let me just see here, reading some comments. Dinah, good morning. Uh, so Dinah says, good morning, Sandy. I am uh, a work permit holder. Most of us overseas workers are a minimum rate. We understand everything rises up, especially weekly. Change the price of gas. One thing it's really hard for us now is to survive Most of the landlord raise up rental fee, which we understand that too, but our side, but on our side, same salary, no one, no more take home pay uh, left to send back home. Um, Dinah, good morning. Thank you for that. And that's a real reality of life. And so um, I have a lot of questions for you, which you may not, you know, you may not necessarily want to answer in a public forum, but this is one question that I've had for a very long time. What percentage of individuals are actually being paid minimum wage? I'm assuming you're working for a Caymanian. Now, I don't know if it's domestic work or exactly you know, what your position is. It would be interesting to know the type of work that you do as well. And I wouldn't say that most foreign workers are getting paid minimum wage, But we do have a lot of foreign workers who are being paid minimum wage. But who are they? You have lawyers and corporate people in this country who are making the six-figure-plus incomes, and they're all foreign workers. Obviously, that isn't your situation. But to say that most foreign workers are actually making minimum wage would not be, um, a correct statement because they're not. So I keep waiting on somebody to tell me who is actually making minimum wage, what percentage they just did. The, um, the annual, it's not annual, but they do it every four years or whatever. The ESO, right? the, the survey. So who is making minimum wage? And so when it comes to a situation like this, my next question for for you or anyone in your situation is, does it make sense for you to remain in the Cayman Islands and continue working here when you're saying that you can't afford to send money home, which I, I totally get it. That's the main reason why most people come to work in the Cayman Islands. because they're able to send money home. So does it make sense for you to be here at all if you're no longer in that position? Because if it doesn't make sense, then I think if I were you, I would certainly be looking very, very closely at my options. Kara says, exactly, Sandy. I don't care what they say, I'm still wearing my mask out and about. Everyone always complains about, oh, I'm sick of wearing these masks, blah, blah, blah. It's for your own protection. Still wear your mask. Good morning, Ms. Perla. She says, good morning. I understand your point about rent and gas, and I know most people don't like to share, but here are the options. Number one, find someone you trust to share a room with, and number two, you can ride a bike depending on where you work or live. Just my two cents. So there are options. I mean, I see people talking about sharing beds now, which I think is kind of crazy. There was an EK ad with um, two, it's a claims. I don't know how true it is, but it claims that two Indian guys are looking for a third Indian guy to share a bed. I'm like, what size is this bed? Exactly. And how, how are you sharing it? I, I visualized that when I read the article and I got to tell you, I'm like, no, I'd rather sleep on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, give me a a good little blanket and a comfortable pillow. And I would take the floor over sharing the bed with two other men. Um, Things might be getting a little bit stiff in that bed, if you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Mm -mm. No, Bobo. Not today. Um, Irvin says they're coming from London, too. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Of course, you'll have to know what, I mean, I don't know on that end if they have any rules or whatever in place, right? So always make sure if you're traveling through jurisdictions, you know what the um, what the regulations for that country are. But I think you should be good. Um, Roni says, I have to disagree with solar panels somewhat because of how and who are involved. I'm not the free installation of them. I personally believe that the bureaucratic BS that will come with and after they are installed. Well, I don't I don't know what you mean by that. So you'd have to specify what bureaucratic BS that comes after they're installed. I've had them now for how many years? You even get an app where you can monitor uh, the health of your your panels and stuff like that. I, I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about because it doesn't exist. So I'm not really familiar with what you think is going to happen. Um, during the installation process, there are people in, involved, such as CUC, because they got to check the meter, make sure the is up to standard. There's a building control unit; they have to do certain inspections. There are inspections along the way because there's electrical work and so on that has to be done, and that's for everybody's safety. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, And you trust me, you want those things to be done. So Flashpoint thinks that the supermarkets are going to drop the mask mandates as there are many tourists complaining about wearing them. I don't I don't think that they will, but we can certainly ask. Um, Somebody somebody got that not so subtle joke. They said, laughing out loud, stiff, it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet. Y'all remember that show? Um, someone else says government hasn't learned their lesson about the honor system. <laughs> no, but someone did point out to me last night, big shout out to Jackie. I won't say which Jackie, but <coughs> sorry. Jackie mentioned that the regulations are coming into effect when kids are out of school. So that's a good thing in terms of the mask wearing and having it spread like in schools and stuff like that. So good point ervin adre- agrees with Kara about wearing her mask she says i'll be wearing my mask on the airplanes not taking any chances yeah because you you'll still be out of commission like you come back with covid then you're gonna have to quarantine you're gonna have to stay home from work and everything else gg good morning she says ha 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 i love the way you say things sandy it's crystal clear <laughs> mm. <sighs> olive good morning to you my love says my grandson will be coming for the summer On July the 3rd, does he require to do the PCR test in Jamaica? Okay, does he require to be quarantined here? So is your grandson a Caymanian or is he ordinarily resident here? If he's not, this is where, again, you got to read the fine print, because if he isn't any of those things, so he's not an unvaccinated Caymanian, he's not legally or ordinarily resident, then you need to look at what the regulations say in relation to that. So he may have to still, he won't have the PCR test, but you better look closely at whether or not he's going to have to quarantine. Cause I know Jamaica has been one of those countries that has had a very low vaccination rates. Mm-hmm. So let me just have a look at something here and I'll try to tell you.
5: Um, Mm -hmm. so repeal and substitution
2: of regulation 13 which is travel between the islands a person can now travel between the islands um uh uh-huh respiratory symptoms a person will be managed at a place and in such manner okay um public transport so just give me a second miss Olive, I'm trying to see if I can find some more information for you. Um, public transport, duh, 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 expiration. So these actually expire, by the way, at the end of um, August, I believe. And just a note, if if we start to remove all this stuff, which we're doing, and they recognize that there's a spike, the chief medical officer reserves the right to put everything back in place if she needs to. So restrictions on arrival of unvaccinated persons to the island. Ms. Olive, is your grandson unvaccinated? I'm going to assume he is because something like 60% of Jamaica is unvaccinated. So the categories of unvaccinated persons who may be allowed entry into the Cayman Islands in accordance with this regulations are as follows. Unvaccinated person who's a Caymanian or resident. Unvaccinated person who has close ties to the island, unvaccinated person who's a child and travels with an accompanying person under Regulation 4-1, and an unvaccinated person who is the child of a person under subparagraph B. Now, I don't know how old your grandson is. so All of these things matter. So she says, yes, he's unvaccinated. What is his age, by the way? Um... So everyone still has to do the incoming uh, documentation. What's it called again? The authorization to come in. So you still have to do that. So when he fills that out, that's going to ask him certain pertinent questions. So it says that um, people still have to complete a medical and travel questionnaire in such form as provided. So we know that's the travel declaration that I'm speaking of. Undergo a medical exam if customs or border control considers that it's necessary. So he does a travel authorization no less than five days prior to departure for the islands. Uh, So you need travel authorization. Yes. Mm -hmm. The person shall remain in isolation for a period of not less than seven days at a private residence or some other place. So subject to paragraphs five to twelve. So, um he won't have the PCR test but it looks like he would probably have to isolate. Mm-hmm. He's unvaccinated. Yeah, he's going to have to isolate because he's not a Canadian and he's not someone who's ordinarily um or what's what's the term that these are legal terms by the way. So, legal and ordinarily resident has a legal meaning that that term together. And so if he's neither of those He's probably going to have to isolate. Uh, mm -hmm. Seven days. All right, Miss Olive. Hopefully that helps. Get him lots of snacks and some good cooking and food. Have him ready. El Ray, good morning. Says when will, when, well, when that happens, Les will have to be sent back home when what happens things get stiff what are you referring to um jonathan says i think 70 percent of locals are making minimum wage and you think that based on what exactly because i don't think that's correct at all i do not think most caymanians are making minimum wage because the minimum wage jobs quite frankly are going to be like domestic workers even gas attendants are not making minimum wage They're at least paying them $8 an hour. Grocery people, they're making $8, $9 an hour. Who exactly is making minimum wage? I feel like I need to call the ESO this morning because I keep asking this question, but nobody's answering it for me. So on Friday, we were getting a lot of, Thursday and Friday, we were getting a lot of people asking about um, the situation as it relates to the, the last tourism stipend payout. And so CBC saw our um, posts and they reached out and they're asking you if for some reason you have not received your payment as yet to please reach out to them because they are aware that quite a few people have been having an issue. And it looks like it has something to do with the bank, Um, RBC and whatever, some kind of mix up with the instructions that were received from the bank. All right, let's talk about, um, she meant to say they're offering free insulation, which meant not really be free. Well, nobody's, no one's offering free insulation. They're offering, this is in relation to the solar panels. So it's hundred percent financing, zero down and a thousand dollars off of your panels and insulation. So Magdalene says, my question uh, for those advocating to remove a mask, what if you get COVID for the second time and you got paid for the first episode? What happens with the second episode? My understanding under the labor law is that a person gets 10 days certified sick leave. And for the second occasion, I would think that'd be for vacation or unpaid leave. Is that my understanding? Well, yes, you can't get more than what the law allows um, for sick leave. So Y'all go out there and be fools and don't wear your mask. I don't want to hear. Don't be calling me about Sandy. My employer won't get paid me. And I, but I'm like, okay, well, how many times have you been sick with COVID? This like my fifth time. You got to take unpaid leave, honey child. Don't call CMR because we can't help you. Capiche? Magdalene makes a very good point. Yes, Miss Olive, you should be okay. Good morning, L Ray. Um, you're most welcome, Miss Olive. All right, let's take a commercial break. Because coming up next, we got to talk about the Kimpton and that Karen over there. Mm, 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 mm. What a mess.
8: Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist.
4: Are you tired of overpaying for TV services, can't figure out VPNs, and constantly missing your favorite TV shows? No access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roque, Cayman's streaming pros. We put you back in the driver's seat right in front of your TV. Call 926-1213 or message WhatsApp TV. Roque is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions may apply.
7: Hey, look here! You're looking for something, do'ya? Are you looking something to do with friends and family? How about a private boat trip? Enjoy partner locations like Stingray City, Starfish Point, Rom Point, or Kaibo on a trip with WG Charters. Private boating is only four hundred dollars CI or five hundred US. Take him or her out on an evening date and cruise around the North Sound for that beautiful sunset or romantic night cruise for only three hundred dollars. Visit WGcharters.com or look for WG Charters on Facebook, Instagram, or WhatsApp, 345-923-1741. WG Charters. My joys.
9: Hello and welcome to CMR Daily Buzz. I'm Misha Allinger and thank you for joining us. Officers responded to a report of a stabbing incident outside a bar in Seven Mile Shops on West Bay Road around 12.40am on 24th June. During an altercation between three men, one man received a stab wound to his eye while the other received a stab wound to his abdomen. The man with the knife left the location prior to the arrival of the police. Emergency services attended the location and both injured men were transported to the hospital to be treated for what appeared to be serious and life-changing injuries. Superintendent of Police Pete Lansdowne appealed for the witnesses to come forward with any information they may help with the investigation. He also said the only way to end this type of violence is for the community as a whole to stand up against it. If you have witnessed this incident or have any information, please contact Georgetown CID at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via the confidential tip line at 949-7777 or their website rcips.ky. Fuel Sector Regulator Offreg has fined the operator Rubis a total of $225,000 for operational failures that led to a fuel tank leak at the Jackson Point Terminal in November 2019. The investigation found sufficient grounds to file charges against Rubis earlier this year in March 2022. Following initial legal proceedings brought before the courts, Rubis has now agreed to settle the matter and accept an administrative fine, including investigative and related costs. The Cayman Islands Monetary Authority has promoted five female employees since the start of this year, including the recent promotion of Angelina Partridge, Helen Spiegel and Tina Harris. Managing Director Mrs Cindy Scotland extended her congratulations and commended them on their achievements. Let's hear from Kevin Wattler for updates on Cayman's weather.
10: Hello, I'm Kevin Wattler and this is a CMR Storm Ready Cayman update and it's brought to you by Home Gas. We continue to closely watch tropical activity on Friday I brought Invest 94L to your attention. Now it's a far distance away from the Cayman Islands however some extended forecast models predict a Cayman impact. Here's what we know. It's expected to turn into a name storm very soon possibly by the next update. We also know it's approaching the Lesser Antilles, heading towards the Caribbean. We don't know how strong it will get, but some models do show it intensifying to hurricane strength later this week. Again, it's still too early to know if it will impact Cayman, and I encourage you to make sure you have your hurricane plans for your homes, businesses, and your families. Over the weekend, the system showed more signs of organizing and environmental conditions are favorable for additional development and strengthening as it moves towards the Caribbean Sea. The good news for the Cayman Islands is a stronger Bermuda Azores high is forcing it to keep moving westerly. This keeps it well south of the Cayman area if it stays this way. The majority of models believe the system will impact the Windward Islands and then the coastal areas of Venezuela and Colombia before heading into Nicaragua and Honduras. If it does that, the Cayman Islands impact will be low but again it's too early to know for sure and we need to continue monitoring its progress. Please follow and monitor CMR's social media channels for the latest update and we thank Home Gas for sponsoring CMR's Storm Ready Cayman updates. Now for the CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise is at 549, partly cloudy today, it will heat up to the mid 80s, winds light and variable Sunset at 7.06 this evening. Tonight, the temperatures fall to the upper 70s. High tides at 8.13 a.m. and 9.50 p.m. And low tides at 3.23 a.m. and 2.49 p.m. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. It's summertime, so hot days and warm nights with scattered showers are always expected this time of year. CMO Weather Updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Have a great day.
9: Thank you, Kevin, for those updates. In regional news, Dickon Mitchell was sworn in as Prime Minister of Grenada after defeating Keith Mitchell in the parliamentary elections on 24th June. The 44-year-old notary is a member of the National Democratic Congress, a leftist party that achieved 9 out of 15 parliamentary seats. He obtained 52% of the votes. Meanwhile, Keith Mitchell, who was running for sixth re-election, got 47% off the ballots. In international news, the US Supreme Court on 24th June overruled a constitutional right to abortion in America, leaving it to states to decide whether to permit the procedure that has been legal nationwide for five decades. The ruling came less than two months after an early draft of Associate Justice Samuel Alito's decision was leaked to a news site, setting off nationwide protests by abortion rights activists. For more in-depth news and headlines, please visit our website CaymanWildRoad.com. In Tune into The Cold Hard Truth with Sandy Hill Monday to Friday at 7am on Facebook, YouTube and Radio Bobo 89.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to CMI Daily Buzz. I'm Misha Allinger. Please do not drink and drive and stay safe.
2: folks uh thank you so much to Misha and Kevin who bring you daily news by the way Misha's going to be out for the next week um so I will do my best to hold down the fort in terms of her daily news uh segments because I know that you guys really enjoy um getting those news briefs and you can watch them on our social media channels every single evening as well as um you can also you know, we share it here on the morning show. So you just get a brief snippet of what's happening in the country, the region and international news as well. So good luck to Misha. She's out on medical leave. We're wishing her all the best. Hopefully she'll be back and feeling just fine in a few weeks. So we're going to switch gears a little bit this morning, folks, and talk about a situation that happened at the Kempton, um over the weekend. So, oh God, it's so unfortunate. I mean, Okay, where shall we begin? Let us begin with what we posted and what we knew from uh, the individual who had actually—they were a guest at the Kimpton, quite ironically—and um, they were um, sharing some information with us late on Saturday. So here we go. First of all, y'all know what a Karen is, right? I don't have to tell you what who Karen is. Karen—the term Karen—has been uh, coined. To describe a normally uh, prejudiced individual, it's a slang term. It's a pejorative term for a white woman who perceives who is perceived as entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is normal. It came about as a result of uh, an incident. I believe it was the one um, where the woman was calling the... Um, Police on an African American guy, because he was was he walking his dog or she was walking her dog, but anyway, there was the Central Park bird watching incident in 2020, and oh god, there've been so many examples, right? But it's just where a person who and in those cases, like she picked up the phone, she was like, "Oh my god, let me call 911. There's a black man in the park with me, and I'm afraid." Meanwhile, the man is there minding his own business. He is, I can't remember if he was bird watching or she was bird watching. No, he was bird watching. Kind of unusual for a black man to be bird watching. I'm just saying, but still. He was bird watching in uh, New York Central Park. And um, she was there walking her dog. So her dog was unleashed. We're in a section where leashing is required. Normally, normally they don't have a leg to stand on. Like, they're breaking the law. But they want to call 911 and you because you're Black. And apparently, being Black might be breaking the law in their eyes, right? So she um, refused his request that her dog be leashed because he's like, you know, your dog is supposed to be unleashed. Follow the rules. So um, when he beckoned the dog towards him with a dog treat, She yelled out, don't touch my dog. You might turn my dog into a black dog. She didn't say the last part, but I'm just adding it for entertainment purposes. (laughs) So then Christian started recording. Amy was her actual name. Who turns around and places a 911 call. And this is what she said. There's an African-American man. I'm in Central Park. He's recording me and threatening myself and my dog. Can you believe it? Please send the cops immediately. Mm, mm, mm. In typical fashion, by the time the New York Police Department showed up, both parties had already left. Of course, the incident went viral <laughs> within hours of it happening. And people got to see that there are people I think she was eventually charged she was with filing a false police report, which is a misdemeanor with a penalty of up to one year in jail. So um, the charges against her were dropped in February of 2021 after she completed an educational course. What what exactly was the educational course? Like, don't misuse the 911 services. Uh, not every black man is trying to kill you. He was actually trying to get your dog back on a leash and help you follow the law. He's over there watching minding his own business, bird watching. The bottom line is this. So, this this term caring kind of came out of. A lot of these racial situations in the U.S. where, you know, um, some women um, and men feel like they can just say whatever and they can call the police on you whether you're doing anything wrong. It's just because of who you are. Now, let's pull this into the Cayman context a little bit. Because it's really disturbing because most of us live in a bubble on this island and we believe there's no racism here. Reality check. In case you missed that memo, there is. Uh, Y'all don't like to talk about it. But the few times that we have talked about it on this program, everywhere I go, people are like, Sandy, thank you for bringing this up. Mostly the people of color because they experience it. But they're like, you know what? Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for bringing this up. This is something that we need to be talking about. You can't ever fix a situation if you constantly pretend that it's not even happening.
5: Anyway, Um, so we had a Karen
2: situation over the weekend where a woman, not quite sure where she's from, sitting on the beach. And this was the message that I got on Saturday. So uh, here we go. I'm going to show you guys some pictures and stuff to go with this. Okay. So this person messaged me at 3.54 PM, says, hey, Sandy been dealing with a Kempton guest tourist that doesn't want to have kids of color in the beach water. These are local kids. Now to me, it wouldn't matter whether they were local kids or not in the sense that for her to pass remarks, and this is how they knew that this, you know, was how she felt because apparently she was passing remarks that she didn't want people of color sharing what she obviously has mistakenly believed is her beach. She didn't get the memo, evidently, that this is the Cayman Islands. So it is a little bit peculiar and weird that you could come to Caribbean Island and actually believe that you're not going to see Black people on the beach. Like, where do you think you are, (laughs) first of all, right? So bizarre. And a lot of these young people, I'm going to read to you in a bit. Some of them have reached out who were there. And they all had something to say about this. So anyway, let's go back they sent some photos they said these are local kids she refused to go in the water she probably can't swim i mean i don't know um and told the kimpton manager to get them out he's been explaining that he's not able to tell locals that they can't access the beach and who honey child you me you know me i was like what what did you just say and the person replies and says yes you heard me because they're legit things that put me in a state of disbelief. I'm just like, what did you just say? That she did what? And she said, what? Here she is. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't that look like probably a And Is that a man that's talking to her or is it just um a foreign worker that's very well tanned? He looks pretty tanned himself, so I'm not, I'm not sure what his status is. But imagine if that was a Cayman and trying to have this conversation with a Karen. <laughs> like this is the Cayman Islands. You can't stop people of color from walking on the beach, swimming in the ocean, walking up and down the streets. Where are you from, woman? Oh my god. Karen, where did you come out from? What dark hole? All right. So the person continues. Um, so when I said what, they said, You heard. And then, of course, you know me, I was like, WTF, these people are crazy. And I said, where is she from? They said that she sounded European, like maybe Italian or French. They're not too sure. And the Kimpton staff have been trying to deal with her, but she ain't having it. I was like, wow. So she said, why we couldn't go to the public beach, that is where we belong. And I was like, huh? Okay. She continues. We're also guests. Um, yes, there was a type of money and I, I was just in such a state of socks. She says, yes, this is a type of money that we're attracting. We have no choice. We have already lost our identity in place. And then I sent her a voice and I can't remember what the voice note said, but, um, she said, no, they didn't. I think I was asking what the, what the Kimtons' response was. And she said, no, they didn't. The Kimton told us the kids were not allowed to be on the premise only guests, which was the birthday girl. So this was a situation where they were having a birthday and the birthday girl, I think and her mom had, um, they were guests at the hotel. So obviously they're able to use hotel facilities and everything else, but then friends like showed up and there's like an occupancy requirement, you know, where they're not really permitted to be necessarily using the facilities and so on. Okay. Um, they told her they could not tell us not to swim in the beach. So this was the Kimpton's initial response. Um, and then they showed a picture as you can see on the screen. Uh, this is the manager that's actually having a word with her. She didn't want us there on the beach, and she didn't want us, she she said she didn't come to Cayman to see this. Well, I don't know what she came for. But the Kimton apologized, but was led by her foolery of complaints. What happened is her complaint caused us to move from the beach to not cause attention. And then at the pool, the Kimton staff kicked us out of the pool area back to the beach because, of course, Um, again the pool is only for um, guests staying at the resort right where she complained more the kids ended up at public beach kimpton only offered apologies nothing else then she says um what she said about her view is accurate because she wasn't afraid to say it in front of the kids she even said that in other caribbean islands um wouldn't allow locals to be in hotel And that was the second time that we ended up on the beach. So eventually, to um, avoid a situation, they decided to go to the public beach. Lord Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. First of all, Karen, you have the audacity, and I hope your friends, whoever they may be, um, have had an opportunity to share with you that you made it as jackass of the day. In fact, you might be jackass of the entire century really welcome to the caribbean the caribbean is a melting pot of all sorts of people all sorts of races shades hair types everything if you come from a place and i don't know where it is i don't know if it's france italy i don't care america where you're not used to melting pot pot probably nowhere in the caribbean is going to be a good fit for you this is not the first time that this has happened. I should point out, thank you um, to my civil servant family. Uh, one of my dear cousins reminded me that there was a woman who had made the news in um, St. Kitts and Nevis where she was doing the same thing. And I think in that case, their prime minister, I believe, actually spoke out about this because he was like, listen, after a public outcry, of course, you do not come to St. Kitts and Nevis and talk foolishness about you don't want Black people on the beach. Premier Brantley condemned her actions saying all beaches on the island are public. That's the same position here in the Cayman Islands. So I would love to know who this Karen woman really is because, my God, I would like to have a conversation with her. Now, you see, in Cayman, we have a saying that don't know who to frighten. mm That wouldn't have been me. I would not have gone to public beach. I would have, all of it is public beach, by the way. You don't have to go down to the one little section that just has the parking and the signage that says public beach. All 5.5 miles, because it ain't seven miles, of it is actually public beach. And I know we have a lot of people all over the world who listen to this program. And if you're listening to the program, please spread the word far as you can. Do not come to the Cayman Islands with this attitude, this Karen attitude that you think you can dictate on any beach in the Cayman Islands, whether someone can sit on the beach, go in the water and relax. They have a right of enjoyment just as much as you do. Karen, please take note this morning that if that was me in the water, this would be a very different situation here Monday morning. I would not have moved anywhere. And you know, if you were offended By the blackness that you saw, too bad for you. And in fact, I don't tend to wear skimpy um, bathing suits or anything when in the ocean, but in this occasion, I might have pulled it up my butt crack just a little bit to show you a little bit more of the blackness. And you know what you can do with that part of it. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good
1: morning. How Um, are you? I'm pretty good, Mm -hmm. but I'm still constantly wondering. Why is it that Caymanians don't know their rights better
2: and fight for them? Well, you why, see, why,
1: why walk away?
2: Well, that's the question. Because that doesn't you can solve see. anything. Yep, I agree. Now I
1: know our people are constantly told turn the other cheek, mm-hmm. and if somebody wanted to fight you, well, that's probably good advice. But this isn't about that. This is about whether you uh, will be able to enjoy the degree of human dignity that you should be able to enjoy. And it's clear from what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like her comments are suggesting that she's probably hearing that um, what she is thinking is an expectation. So, so, so a narrative is being pushed somewhere that gives her the impression that that she could expect that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, I think unless the government takes um, action and try to um, have a word with the hotels and say, look. You need to do a better job than this. You don't I I understand the conflict that the hotels have and that they want to make guests happy, but that if you're gonna do that for money, then I I consider that um, very, very unethical.
3: Hmm.
1: And it's well it's sad that Caymanians just back down from it because what that ensures is that it'll continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I'm I not mean, suge- I'm not suggesting that they take a stand at the pool. I agree with you. Yes, but but take a stand on the shoreline. Yes,
2: exactly. I mean, listen, the the pictures clearly show, and they fully explain that yes, the kids at one point had moved to the pool, and then they went back. Um, into the water, but in the water, um, I would not have moved. I would have been like, sorry, Karen, you're going to have to look at my black ass a little bit longer. (laughs) And like I said, I would have shared a little bit extra of it just to make sure she didn't miss anything.
1: (laughs) Well, no, but seriously, I think we need to be asking ourselves, why is it that we don't stand up for our rights? Because,
2: well, you know,
1: yes, but the problem is, is that we're not going to survive if we think that we can sit in a corner. Because you made a couple of comments earlier where somebody says that uh, they're they're glad that you are saying certain things, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't help us because what happens in that situation is it ends up only being a handful of people complaining. And that's not very effective in getting these things mm. changed.
2: Because you know, the irony of it is, um, Jenny, <laughs> a lot of times I go to places and I hear people saying certain things and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go check out the situation. When I go there, I get a completely different treatment because people know better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, so right. that's saying that Dapay <laughs> know who to frighten. He really does know who to frighten. and it not me? Right.
1: But 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 how do you convey that? to the person who is afraid having them to understand that they also have that same power
2: I tell them every day they got to stand up
1: well I think that m- this I could be wrong but my understanding of what's happening is that if you know better like mm-hmm. you as an individual know better you confident about what your rights are mm-hmm. You're more likely to stand up for them so it, it, what what i'm trying to say is it suggests to me that people might not properly understand their rights
2: i don't think it's that like like this um parent said they didn't want to cause a scene because you know again caymanians tend to be very docile they don't want to cause a scene they don't you know i'm just like i would have caused the scene i would have been like hello somebody start recording this live and direct here we are in the Cayman Islands and we have a Karen sitting here on the beach chair at the Kimpton, telling people that, I mean, this would have gone viral in, in America for sure. Why is Cayman, just like it went viral in Nevis, why is Caymanians not standing up and saying, we're not moving and we're going to record this and say, say it again. Say it loudly so not just the children can hear your racism and your racist comments, but everyone around the world. And I bet you well, one thing, by Saturday night, we wouldn't be calling her Karen because we would know her true identity and exactly what country she was from. And, you know, like well, in the U.S., maybe she would have had some repercussions. Maybe her boss would have fired her because they're like, oh, we don't want to be associated with a Karen.
1: Right. Well, what what the way that you stated it is even worse than what I'm trying to state it. Because what you have said is suggested that they know full well what their rights are, but they're deliberately choosing not well, to defend them.
2: they said they didn't want to cause a scene.
1: I understand that.
2: And, and unfortunately- but that's, but
1: that's a worse situation. The,
2: yes. And, and look at what we have done, right? We have ch- young children. I don't know exactly how, how young they were. I'm going to share some of their comments here in a second, who were reaching out to me mostly on Instagram saying, "Um, you know, Miss Sandy, I was there. I'm one of those kids. And so we're also now teaching the next generation yes. that you have no rights, you have no voice, and you must put up with a Karen approaching you on your public beach, talking bullshit. No,
1: actually, actually, no, actually, it's worse than that. What <laughs> they're teaching them is that they do have rights, but they shouldn't defend them.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: It's even worse, and that's t- that. That I I I don't know how to tell you how I feel about that. It, I just. It just, I
3: just it's, feel it's, so bad. It's a horrible, yeah, it, it
2: yeah. is. It is a horrible feeling to know that in our country in the year 2022, that anybody would feel that way. Yeah. All right, Danny.
1: Um, well, there's another the topic about um, alternative energy is something that uh, perhaps you should get. um maybe James or someone to come on. And yes,
2: we have invited about. both him and, and in fact, um, cause I think that this initiative that he's entered into with Cayman national is a wonderful one. And we need more information about exactly how that's going to work, but we have extended an invitation for him and others to come on the program. So we'll let you know when they can do that.
1: All right. Take care.
2: All right, Danny. Thanks very much. All right, folks, let's read some of your comments. Um, Johan. Good morning. We have uh, Keisha says, wow, that lady, that's leaving Keisha speechless. Moya says, I hope that she got back on a plane uh, to whatever hole she came from. We don't need that kind of racist energy here. Jonathan says, I wish someone would say that to me. I'd show them my boat. Um, he says he doesn't have any gas in the boat, but he'd, he'd gas up just for this special trip. <laughs> um, Jasara says, I wonder how she deals with the colored staff at the Kimpton." Johan says these situations are too common, and the ignorance and bigotry, racism, and discrimination are now overt. Uh, those types of racists no longer try to hide their contempt and dislike for persons of color. Plus, Caymanians, there has been a shift in the world, uh, America being no exception, where people feel like they can be overtly uh, racist. And I can tell you that many, many years ago, even when I lived in the states, there were there will always be racist people, but they weren't quite so overt with it. But now. Thanks to the rise of Trumpism, you know, people feel like they can talk about you as a person of color and make all these derogatory comments about you. And it's A-OK, because they've elected an orange bigot to president who has pushed this narrative. He talked about he can go around grabbing women by the pom-pom and it's A-OK. So there's been so much bad behavior, I feel like, in the U.S. that has been accepted that, you know, it's spreading the the it's like a virus worse than covid that is spreading throughout this world where racists now have their heyday where they can stand up and say all sorts of foolish things to people and they believe that it's going to go so johan says we expose all persons who are bigots and racists especially when they're uh confronting locals and caymanians that we must expose them absolutely moya says if she's still here let's go to the beach and sit down And fill up that whole side of Seven Mile Beach. Well, I mean, if I knew if she was still here, listen, I can slather on some sunscreen and put on my tighty, tighty bikini. But how many of you would actually do it? You know, I would be out there because I think the clear message has to be sent to her that, no, you don't come to the Cayman Islands with this stinking attitude. Josiah says we don't need people like that here. Jared says it should have been me. All of us are saying that, but I really wonder in the moment, because this always happens. You always say, oh, yeah, I'm going to respond this way. And then when it happens, you'll be the same one. You'll be run off the beach quicker than anybody else. I remember years ago when I first came to Cayman, someone decided to confront me. Um, it was actually, I think, at a tennis court. It was even the beach. But they were going on with their foolishness, not realizing that I actually had permission to be there and they went on this whole narrative oh you're a local let me just tell you something i dropped some choice words on them and i said not today honey it was a, it was a male american and i said you have taken me for somebody else somebody who who clearly you think gives a damn i'm going to call the police i tell them like what my aunt adonia tells him top say you know she not she not got too much sense on a good day much as a bad day she says call the police they always parking in her private Thing. And then when she clamps them or tells them they got to leave, I'm going to call the police on you, lady. She says, call the police. I'll clamp them, too. Call her.
1: Use your network. Do a survey. See how many people would be willing to show up. And let's do it.
2: All right. We'll, we'll put it out there. Thank you. Um, You know, somebody at the Kempton, you know, we got sources all over, knows exactly who this Karen is. She definitely needs a bit of education, I think. Uh, Magdalene saying, can we call the manager at the Kempton? Yes. Um, I have, through some sources, reached out to see if they might be willing to comment. And the sentiment that I got back is, I think the last time they had a situation like this and they tried to comment, it didn't go over too well. Went over like a ton of bricks. So maybe they're just going to sit back and allow it to blow over as these things always do. And that's part of the problem, too, is we allow things to blow over when they have not been adequately addressed. Let's see what some of the young people had to say. Johan says, too many people are are comfortable with this level of ignorance. People like that are in their workplaces, schools, neighbors, neighborhoods, having plenty of money does not guarantee that they're decent, respectful, and mean us and K-Man any good. Hashtag stay woke. So these are some of the messages that I received from the young folks who were there. and I appreciate them, first of all, reaching out. And um, one says, hey, Sandy, just wanted to give more details on the racist woman at the beach today, Kempton, um slash Kimpton, as I was one of the people she was talking about. She called us all, and they put in quotes, goddamn Caymanians, and said we were bothering her when we were just swimming in the ocean while she was sitting far away from anything that was happening. She then was angry and wanted us kicked out of the water for bothering her. (laughs) Wow. Another young person says, good afternoon. I'm Alistair and I'm adding detail to the Kimpton event. I was one of the children at the party. After she got her way and we moved, she then put in headphones and pulled out a laptop and watched the movie, not even looking at the ocean. That's all, have a nice evening. Oh, she's a real Karen, all right. Uh, another young person said, hey, hello, Sandy. I wanted to say thank you for posting your latest post, the one about the racist lady at the Kempton. I was one of the kids who was at the party and I was so frustrated when and when we asked and when we were asked to leave, we are 14 year old kids uh, who just want to celebrate our friend's birthday and having to leave just because this lady can't take some kids play is despicable. Thank you for letting everyone know about the lady. Another young person. Oh, I think that's a duplicate. Hold on. Uh, yes. Sorry. That was duplicate. So this one says, hi, miss. Uh, I was at the beach today and I was one of the kids swimming and I wanted to add details. Uh, she said we were in her view of her sky, water and sand really. And that she doesn't want Caymanian children in her view. She then went on saying she was on vacation, but we are as well. The beach is public, as the staff said, and she would not stop complaining even when we went to the pool. Not all of us were of color, but most of us were Caymanian. She got us kicked out of the hotel, and we end up going to public beach to get away from her foolishness. So sad. Karen, I would like to crown you as jackass of the century. Please do not come to the Cayman Islands with your stinking attitude. I don't care where you're from. You are no better. I don't care how much money in the world you have. You are no better than anyone here. Those kids have more decency in their little fingers than you do in your entire body because they know that these types of racist comments, just based on the fact that they're Caymanians and they might be people of color, is completely despicable. Caller, good morning.
7: Morning, Sandy. Hello, sir. It's Johan. How's it going?
2: uh yeah, I'm okay.
7: No, no, a bit, sorry, I didn't know that I was on like I expected something. To click over. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just this could be really this could be really quick. Um, yes. You know what? When we travel and we go away and we see some ignorance and, and stuff, we are kind of like I'm glad that doesn't happen in Cayman. And you know, we always feel bad that these things happen somewhere mm-hmm. else to other people. But that individual, and I'm not gonna call her a lady or anything, don't know her name, don't know where who she is, but call her Karen. See, uh, 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 Karen on the beach.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Effectively, CMR can find anything, anytime, anywhere, find her name. If she's an employee for some business here in Cayman, find her name, the place that she works. If she has PR or status, give us her name, get a picture and use your platform platform to expose her because the system has failed if we allow monsters and cancers like that to dictate what happens in our country. Mm. Sadly, sadly, there are too many people like that that are quietly racist, quietly have a lot of contempt for Caymanians, um, and they have every bad thing to say uh, uh, about Caymanians But my question is, what the hell are you doing in the Cayman Islands? Did you think you were going to find Martians here? Mm. We are Caymanians. This is our home. You have to accept that you're going to deal with locals. And those locals come in every color, shape, and size. But what we cannot tolerate is no longer being passive enough to make an excuse. The Kimpton staff failed those Caymanian kids because the beach can be used or the water can be used by anybody. So asking you to leave a particular area in order to accommodate one super bitch of a customer really and truly is not the solution. What we need to do is, and I'll say this, this isn't just about the Italian, about the lady. If there are locals that are acting up and playing the fool, we owe it to ourselves to say, please, calm down. Let's make the best representation of ourselves you're too loud, you're too whatever, because at the end of the day, we're all there to enjoy what we're there to enjoy, right? But the biggest point and the most important point is if any Caymanian sees somebody going off and being rude and disrespectful to another Mm Caymanian, it is your national obligation to stand up and say, all right, that's not going to fly and we're not going to tolerate that. Because if any Caymanian...
2: Yeah. I'm going to ask you to wrap it up because we've got tons of yeah,
7: people. Yeah, I'm done now. All I'm going to say is we have to stand up against that level of ignorance mm-hmm. together because if we can do it to Sandra and we can do it to those kids, well, they're, they're going to do it, it to me. next. To well, I know they're yeah. not going to do that to you, and, you know, but, but, but they're going to be crazy enough to try it. And we have to say zero tolerance to that level of nonsense in this country. We Thank don't you. trouble anybody. Thank all you, right. Colin. Let's stand together. Thanks. Take care.
2: All right, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Sandra.
2: Yes. What a mess. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this this morning? We do have the parent, by the way, who's trying to call in. Um, but let's go ahead and have your your comments, my dear. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know. I'm getting feedback. Are you listening to me through?
1: Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. So maybe <laughs> just mute that for me. Let me pause it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, um,
7: no, I just wanted to say that, you know, <laughs> I wish I was there. I mean, I know a couple words in, in different languages. I could say something. I could call that woman anything. And I don't know. I think you said she was from Europe or somewhere. I could have found a couple words to call her right there. I say everybody get together. We all do a little demonstration there by the beach. We have one big bonfire, one big party. Okay. We hold up our signs. We hold up our placards. You take videos of that, and then you send that to all the media houses around the USA
2: mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, caller. Thank you. So 936-2626 is the phone number. I think one of the parents is trying to call, but I believe that she's calling me um, on my personal number. So, folks, um, do call the correct number, 936-2626. All right. Let's see here. Um yes, I believe they're actually trying to call the other number. Let me see if I can call them and see if they wanted to be on air. So yeah, I mean this is such an unfortunate, uh, such an unfortunate situation, quite frankly. Here we go. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
5: Yes, let's speak with Sandy. I am the parents relating to the content. I'm yes. trying to reach her. You're on Thank air, you.
2: you're on air right now. Are you trying to get
5: on air? Yes. Hi, Sandy.
2: Hi, my dear.
5: How are you? Thank you so much for um, highlighting that entire uh, situation. It's, I really it's appreciate that. let me tell you. It is. And I just wanted to make it clear mm-hmm. of everything that happened there that I know a lot of the callers are calling in and I really appreciate their comments. But one of the things that, you know, that we did is that we really stood up because when we were told Mm -hmm. that the kids could not be in the water, you know, we told them that we do have a right to the public beach. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I exchanged, the conversation I exchanged with that guest in front of one of the staff uh, of the Kenton is that on this Island, we have white, black, Mm And brown people. And I said to her, Welcome to the Cayman Addings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we really defended those kids and we knew our rights. The problem is when parents have entrusted you mm-hmm. with their kids, your ultimate goal is to protect them. So I made sure that those kids stay on the public beach for about two to three hours. But by the end of the party, we felt so harassed. Mm. That I thought in order for the kids to enjoy at least the next 45 Mm -hmm. minutes of this, you know what? I'm going to move them down to the the public Mm -hmm. beach. I'm telling you, if it was just my family alone, Mm -hmm. I I probably would have been out of character. Mm -hmm. But because parents entrust me with their kids, I had to also make sure at the end of the day, their safety came first. Mm -hmm. They were able to have fun but I did my best to stood up for those kids because I'm one of the parents who, believe you me, I do not tolerate that bull crap, let me say Mm -hmm. it in a better term. Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted everyone out there to know that we didn't just walk away when we were told. No, absolutely not. We Mm -hmm. stood there and made sure we enjoyed our time. The only reason that the next 45 minutes that we stepped away was just to ensure that the kids were able to, Really have a a really good day, and to really enjoy the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. But I don't want people to think that as as Kimanians. Oh, we just like oh, let's get out of here. Absolutely not, absolutely not. So I I wanted to thank you, and I wanted to thank all the callers that are calling. But it's so important Mm -hmm. that our government make these hotels be aware that Mm -hmm. the public beach is full access to its people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. One of the things that the guests said to me. I don't pay my money to come here and see this. I said, see Mm, what? This is not acceptable. We pay our money to be here too. We're residents. We pay our money to be here too. Yeah. So it's very important that our government also make this, you know, um, really essential that these hotels are aware of this. Because I tell you what, before I started to speak with the management, Mm -hmm. I saw the hotel um, staff, um, picking up the towels from the children. I walk uh-huh. over and say, What is happening here? And so at first, it's almost like everyone was leading to the side of that guest, like she was a priority. Uh-huh. No, we are a, a, we pay our money and we are absolutely a priority too. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to make sure that as Canadians, we did not just walk away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. We did not just walk away. We stood up. And let me tell you what, it was the best best mix of children. Those children were respectable. Mm-hmm. They were well-behaved. You had black kids. You had white kids. You mm-hmm. had brown kids. Those kids cared less what the color were. But at the end of the day, they were mm-hmm. very respectable and well-behaved. Mm-hmm. Well-behaved kids. So, I, I, you know, I thank you and I thank the public for calling in because this really highlights the situation. And we yes. need, we need to do more of this and hotels need to be informed.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
5: You know, so thank well, you so thank much. Well, thank you. And
2: thank you too, for even letting us know. Cause I think sometimes people find themselves in a situation like this and they don't even speak up. They don't share their experiences. I mean. I can't even imagine, you know, how the poor kids must have felt. And I I appreciate what you're saying—that you wanted them to, you know, not remember this birthday celebration and this event as being so incredibly negative. So at the end of the day, so that they could have a little bit of fun, everybody
5: just decided to move to public beach. It's so sad. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Sandy, the kids came up to me and they said, "Miss, thank you for defending us." Mm -hmm. I wanted to defend them in a way Mm because I could have been out of character. Yes, but I wanted to show them. That you don't have to be sometimes be out of character to right. defend your rights. Yeah. Yes, at the end of the day, I do understand what everyone say. I should not have moved. Believe me, mm-hmm. I would not have moved. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. parents have entrusted all their kids with me, at the end of the day, after defending them, I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. You guys only have 45 minutes left. I'm gonna take you down to the public beach mm-hmm. and we're just gonna have a really good time. I'm telling you, I walked back to that beach at around 6:30. And that guess was on the beach. She in the water. She wanted the beach, her entire self. Mm-hmm. So Even at six thirty, she. I can look at her and see her face. Wow. Like, yeah, this is what I want—just me and the beach. Oh
2: my gosh, unbelievable! <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for clarifying.
5: Thank you. I thank you. I appreciate it, and You have a blessed day now. Thanks.
2: You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. And I do understand um, where that parent is coming from because, you know, as a parent, um, you're always trying to teach your kids about like conflict resolution and don't, as she say, when she says she comes out of character, that means that, listen, they're going to be seeing Medea come out and, you know, she probably would have cursed that woman out in a proper way. But I do know that you, as a parent, I mean, I do this, right? If I have my child with me, it's it's like the the one day that lady called me from that luxury rental place. And she starts cursing on my phone and I was in speakerphone in the car. Thank God my daughter doesn't know what any of those words mean because we don't use those in our household. And child, the best I could do in that moment was hit the disconnect button. And when she called me back, I stopped her and I said, listen, I have a, she's probably about four, maybe three, four years old. I have a child in my car. Do not use a single word of profanity. You know what she told me? This, This is the audacity of some people, some Karens. Oh, well, I put my children on the porch. So in other words, she doesn't care if my child is in the car because she put hers on the porch. People call and curse me out about a social media post. I said, honey, child, listen to me. If I drop something on you here today, it's not going to be pretty. I said, I'm going to warn you to step back. Do not come for me with your rudeness and your profanity in decent foul language because I can hold it with the best of them. Because sometimes you have to go down that route for people to see the ignorant side so they know exactly what it is that they're dealing with. But I I get it. When your kids are there, sometimes you're like, oh, just keep it, keep it cool, keep it cool, Sandy. Don't box this woman like how you want to, because then your daughter's going to be like, mom, is that how we solve our problems in life? We just hit people? No, we don't. But some Karens deserve it. So I appreciate her keeping her cool in what must have been a very upsetting situation. Sherry-Ann says Caymanians should not support the Kimpton any longer. I think with the hotels, right? Because from what was being said, the hotel was really trying to drive the point home that they can't control people on the beach. And they were saying to her, that's not, you know, that's not anything we can do anything about. They have a right um, to be on the beach. And, you know, obviously she persisted and persisted and persisted. And in the end, it wasn't that the Kimpton was telling them that they have to get out of the ocean. It's just that she was making the whole situation so uncomfortable for everyone that they ended up deciding to move. Sarah says, um, Denny is absolutely correct. We are too passive as a people. And the others uh, bank on that, which is the reason they're emboldened to mistreat Caymanians. She can be emboldened till she, re- she comes across the wrong Caymanian. And they got embolden her ass um she better be lucky she lucky trust me um johan says no hotel or restaurant to tolerate that level of bs now in an ideal world i get that the com- the Kimpton is trying to balance this crazy guest who's obviously prejudiced but you know what i would really and listen if y'all work at the Kimpton, i know some of y'all now work in housekeeping and maybe even you know, cooking this woman's meals. I'm sure y'all probably think about sprinkling a little bit of. Remember that movie where the woman puts some stuff in the pie and then the white ladies in there eating it, talking about how delicious the pie. And she's like, mm-hmm. eat up, honey, Joe. That was a Karen back in the day. Um, I would certainly not recommend anyone at the Kimpton do anything untowards towards this woman because they're supposed to be a five star hotel. But I wouldn't blame you for thinking about it. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you for thinking. Oh, can I slip a little cockroach or something in her lunch? Make her choke on that. Oh, my God. It's just so unbelievable. But I do believe that um, the hotels have a responsibility to, you know, let people know this is a diverse environment. You know the best way for them to do that? The first face that you, when you walk through the door, Karen, should have been a a person of color and a Caymanian greeting you. Welcome to the Kimpton then you would have no misunderstanding in your head about where you are. You're on a Caribbean island. You're in the Cayman Islands. And we are very diverse. So I don't know who's greeting, and I, I say this because I genuinely do not know, who's doing the door greeting at the Kempton. But I can tell you one thing. If she sees a lot of people of color at the hotel, maybe she would have adjusted adjusted her attitude from the word jump. And she wouldn't be so stupid to talk about Black people in the water. Hmm. Magdalene said she would have been back on that plane. Jonathan says she ran into the right one. Imagine uh, she stepped to the wrong one. Oh, yeah, this this could have gone really, really wrong. And um, I, like I said, I don't feel like the Kimton is going to say anything, but I do feel like they should. Uh, go out of their way to let their guests know that this is a very diverse property that's in a diverse community. And if you're not looking for diversity, go to the Kimpton located in, I don't know where, Russia? I don't know where they'd be putting up with this foolishness, but go somewhere else. Moya says this generation of Kimanians find it hard to stand up for their rights because we're not properly educated in our rights and laws this is an area that should be uh, that should be a class in the schools going over Constitution, Bill of Rights, immigration, et cetera, that keep us undereducated to keep us docile. Well, this is what I keep saying. Even in this program, um, we have an expectation that government will offer some educational resources, but government doesn't have to do it. Y'all need to step up and educate yourselves. I say this every single morning. For the lack of knowledge, our people will perish, and we see it. Whether we're talking about solar and people posting, you know, misinformation about solar, um, you know, people confused about uh, immigration, people confused about employment laws, we're confused about everything. Getting our homes confiscated because we don't understand contract law, finance, and budgeting, and all these sorts of things. Samoya, so, I agree with you a thousand percent. That a lot of us are being subjected to a degree of abuse because we simply do not know better. And those of us who know better, a lot of people are afraid to speak out because there are real world implications when you decide to speak up. But, you know, the beauty of speaking up is the more people do it, the more people know, Ooh, those came out are people not to be trifled with. Karen, like i come here with her bullshit. Okay, Maria says, oh my gosh, imagine how those poor kids must have felt. Well, you saw their comments. <clears throat> they all felt horrible about this. Mm-mm. Magdalene says she's ready to roll. Mary says, okay, let's hear from her government that they will speak to the hotels and let them know that there's zero tolerance for this type of behavior. You know, the Kimtons should have um really asked her ask her to leave. I mean i'm I'm a bit surprised that they were trying to placate this situation that much. See, this is why you can't have a manager at the Kimton like me, because I would have been like, excuse me. What did you just say, madam? Can we pack your bags and send you to another resort and you can try your luck with them? <clears throat> that would have been the response she would have gotten with me. Mary agrees. She says the Kimpton should have asked her to leave. And do what I saw a captain and an aircraft due to a racist passenger. The captain removed the racist passenger <clears throat> and upgraded the black passenger to first class. Moya says, in the moment, not sure what reaction she would have got. I know you would have had my picture up on the screen this morning. <laughs> oh, well, I tell you what, Moya, it wouldn't have been for being a Karen or being a jackass. You would have have been wearing the hero of the day award. Uh, So Cass says, oh, my God, I would be there with bells on. Almost feel like catching a flight today. Marina says, boy, that should have been me. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Vernita says, yes, true, Mr. Johan. Put it to them, Miss Sandy. Kathy says, I'd be right there with my son. Uh. Was When my son was about seven to eight, David Pinedo, who the hell is David Pinedo, made a racial remark to my son. What an effing blessing I put on his ass. Don't come at me, nor my child. Well, I don't know who David is, but he probably still feels not all now. Uh, Marshall says she's not a lady. She's an animal that needed to be dealt with then and there. Um... Vernita says, not every Caymanian they can treat so. I think the problem is there's too many that could be treated like that. And uh, Natasha says, I'm annoyed that no one got a proper picture of her. Yes, girl, that would have been the other thing. Like when she went back to the beach, I would have been out there recording her and zooming in so that we could see exactly, not just that side profile. We needed a full frontal to see exactly who this idiot of a Karen is. Mary says, thanks, Danny Warren Jr. I would show up. Let's do it. Sandra, can we find out if she's still there? I'm going to do my best. Um, she won because the children and parents move. Know your rights. And of course, the explanation that that parent just gave us to what they move is, like I said, completely understandable as well. Jess says, wonder where she thought she could find um, goddamn Caymanian. She was in the Cayman Islands. She's a racist bitch and she needs to take it back to where she came from and fast. Yeah, you come to the Cayman Islands and you don't want to see Cayman Islands. To me, that's just stupid. Um, Thank you so much, Karen. Sherry Ann says she needs to be deported and never to return to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, we need to start making an example of people. Our children are our future and this is what is destroying the minds of our youngsters. Yes, yeah, stamp her out of these islands forever and ever with no remorse. Well, our governments traditionally have had no backbone at all. Y'all remember the David Legge situation? Everybody was up in arms when David Legge was basically saying that the Cayman Islands, we are full of a bunch of um, you know, money laundering, everybody's money laundering, this country's corrupt, the government's corrupt, he made this statement. And in the moment, they were all upset and what they end up doing is um, they pulled advertising for him and that lasted at the most six months. This was under Alden's tenure. Go back and read the facts, right? Remember what he did? Everybody in the LA voted in unison. pull advertising from the compass and oh, they were starting to feel it. Oh, y'all are trying to censor. This is not the next thing. The same big balls, Alden McLaughlin turns around, re government's advertising with the people. And it was not even nobody, CMR wasn't around then. So no one really picked up on it. That, wait a minute, the ads have returned. There was no vote. It was, it was never brought back to the LA. This unanimous group of elected officials that voted to remove it never got to vote to undo it. He just kind of did it under the radar. And of course, the Compass wasn't going to report on that. Because they were back to getting their million dollars a month from government. It's like kind of no backbone. People that we have continued to elect for far too long. So how are you expecting to be looking out for the rights of the people? And yet he's the same person who would want to hold on poor little CMR. Not doing nothing over in this corner, according to him. But he's going to get up in the L.A. and lie and, and try to hold us down. Y'all see? The duplicity and the fact that when you have the backbone of a spineless jellyfish, you can't expect them to stand up for you in any shape or form. That is the truth. Lynn says this is heartbreaking. What a vile person. Absolutely. And, you know, we know that most people out there are good, decent people, but it only takes one Karen. To put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And it really is disgusting. Mary says, thank you to that parent for calling to say they did stand up and remain for hours. I respected the way that she handled it. Yes, I totally get it. Again, when you've got children involved, you know, you want to react um, in a way. Yes, to set an example. That's right, Elroy. you won't get ignorant on the asses. Although sometimes, you know, you got to show children that in this world where you're up against Karens of the world, it does take having an ignorant moment. And I bet you she would have backed the hell off then. It's it's a balancing act, i tell you what, because mm, 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 I don't know how I would have reacted in the moment if my daughter was there. I think what I would have done, this is what I would have done. I would have called Marlin because... I don't want to act out in front of Marlon either because Marlon thinks I'm a sweet little person, you know, he ain't seen that side yet. Over nine years now, he not seen it. So we gonna keep it that way. I would have said, honey, um, yeah, take, take Gigi to the car and, and let's get her dry. I saw him come. Oh, I just buck my toe. Give me, give me a couple minutes and child, when he walked back, I would have let off on her. And then I'd walk back to the car like nothing happened. Marlon would be like, okay, let's go public. Oh, yes, honey child, let's go public beach now. <laughs> he would have had no idea what just went down. And I'm not sure we would have been put in a moral road either because somebody might have told him. Um, Kathy says, say loud and clear, Sandy. People need to educate themselves. The government can't do everything. Mm-mm-mm. Remove the children and deal with it. That's what I would have done. Um, (laughs) Soka says, Marlon, take this child. Some fireworks about to go down. I wouldn't even tell him about the fireworks because then he would try to probably say, just, you know, talk me out of it. Although once in a while he'd be like, um, hold on. This is not going to go like this. But child, I would have been like, you just take, take, take Gigi, go get her some ice cream up at Devin house or something. I'll come in. I'll soon be there. What a mess. um. Anyway, yeah, she should be stamped, as uh, Tisha says, uh, as a persona non grata. Um, Yeah, we need to find out who she is. And, you know, in Nevis, their prime minister made a comment on this story. This happened back in, I think this was earlier this year. Yes, April, just in April. And he says that I wish to be clear that all beaches on the island of Nevis are public property and therefore free for the use and enjoyment of all members of the public. Those who visit our island or choose to live on our island are welcome and will experience no warmer or more genuine hospitality anywhere in the world. I wish to be, um, what did he say? However, that our generous hospitality must not be abused. I'm going to hope that there will never, ever be a repeat of such behavior on Nevis, whether by her or anyone else. So he came out and made a very, very strong statement. Um, now, unfortunately, in this case, we don't actually have a video because I think a video really, uh, brings it home when these sorts of things happen. So unfortunately we don't have a video here, but it would have been nice to have seen Karen in all of her glory on video. All right, folks. Um, thank you guys so much for another fantastic show this Monday morning. We've got more for you tomorrow. We do have um, Health City who will be here first, the first hour, and then we'll be going from there. We're actually going to be educating ourselves. Y'all need to, like I said, pay attention now. Um, I'll confirm what day, but for sure this week, um, we do have, uh, somebody says her name is Beach Becky. (laughs) Um, We do have um, Samuel, Sammy Jackson coming on the program. I just have to confirm. And one of the things he's going to be talking about is this whole thing of right of way access points and public spaces like the beach and the whole yard, the whole nine yards. So make sure you keep it locked because this is how once you know your rights, nobody's going to be rolling up on you, whether it's Beach Becky or, or, you know, go fly a kite Karen. They're not going to be rolling up on you with no foolishness because you're going to be able to tell them, well, these are my rights and I'm going to stand my ground. And that's going to be the end of that discussion. Okay, so in other um, celebrity news, let let us go ahead and welcome to our beautiful shores, um, none other than the lovely and beautiful woman of color, I should say. Um, Hold on now. Let me tell you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I always forget her name. Um, Zoe Saldana. I understand that she's visiting here in the Cayman Islands. Now, you guys will remember that she... um, I think is good friends with Frankie flowers and the two of them are working on a project together. So here she is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm sure she's not playing no Karen on the beach. So congratulations, young lady, you are welcome to come to the Cayman islands at any time and enjoy our beach beaches. And, um, you know, enjoy being a person of color with a few dollars who can lay out on the pool and enjoy yourself at your resort. I'm not telling y'all where she's staying because I don't want y'all bothering the woman. Um, but again, thank you so much. All right, folks, that's it. You got a dose of the cold hard truth this morning. I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday. I, I I think I have at least one meeting today that I need to be focusing on. So uh, you guys, again, have a fantastic day and we will see you guys tomorrow morning right here. Keep it locked. 7 30 a.m. Nice and sharp at uh, the cold hard truth. Take care until then.